0: what's up everyone today on the podcast i'm going deep with my friend bobby lee Dionysius. now bobby lee is a actress filmmaker and producer actually woman of many talents i could read it out on my list right now but i'll just give you a few she has music theater degree film and television degree and doing a master's in screen production also teaches screen production at griffith film school and is a part of Queensland chapter of Women in Film and Television and the Queensland Screen Collective. Quite a number there. Now, she's currently working on a documentary, which she is producing, directing, and actually starring in. And it's a little more top secret. So she speaks about it a little bit, um, but we're going in depth on that and probably a future podcast when it all comes out. But right now, uh, we're we're actually speaking a lot about uh, a film that we did together as an actress, but now she's done a lot more um, behind the scenes um, and behind camera. So we speak a lot about that and what she went through growing up in the industry and everything, her whole background basically. And we have a really good chat about the industry at the moment, funding, marketing, really a whole vast subject of uh, knowledge that we pulled from Bobby Lee today. So we had a good time doing it. So without further ado... Please welcome the talented Bobby Lee Denicious. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Bobby, what's been going on?
1: Hello. It's been so long. I know. This is exciting.
0: Can you remember the last time?
1: Um, we were acting together.
0: We were at we were acting. We were doing something else too while we were acting. But
1: that was acting. <laughs> it was what acting. It Let, was let's acting. Just- <laughs> Um, I would have to say up there on the top three onset kisses.
0: Oh, oh, mm. top three. Mm. Okay. I'll it was take memorable. That. Yeah. yeah. Top three. Geez, I want, now, now I want to be the number one. I mean, what do what, what <laughs> I got to do? <laughs> What's a man got to do? <laughs> yes, last time we, uh, that would have been what, 2014 maybe? I.
1: Yeah, I think it was around then. Yeah. It's kind of a blur.
0: It a little bit is, yeah. 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 So we, um, for those who don't know, because you probably don't, uh, we did a film together, a short film back in the day, and it yep. was called I Adore You. And I played a little uh, your toy boy, did. but on the side, and um, <laughs> got snapped out in the hotel room, didn't we, by yeah, yeah. your husband and his little fling on the side? Yes, interesting it movie was fun. that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of vaguely remember you asking the director to have a few more takes. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I said I need more more rehearsal time.
0: Oh, was that, was that what it was? Yeah, okay. That that's fair. It was a a good time. It was funny. Yeah, it was fun. I I was only probably a few years into the game, I think, at that point too. So there were some interesting roles coming my way Um, pretty quickly. They were quite often in that regard.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Well,
0: hey, you take the good with the bad. (laughs) (laughs) So cheers to you anyway. Cheers. Old friends. Yes, that's right. Catching up. We have a rather large uh, glass of red wine in front of us. And it's going to be a long yeah, afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's not. we're not alcoholics. It's just I don't want to keep filling it up, okay? <laughs> we all know what happens uh, <laughs> when that happens and I yeah. have to get up. I've knocked bottles over before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Speaking from experience. Yeah, yeah. We're learning. It's a learning curve (laughs) every time and we're making it better. Sure. So what have you been up to? When when I (laughs) I met you then, you Mm. were in front of camera. You were doing a lot of acting Mm. and now it looks like for a long time you've been um, doing a lot behind camera. Mm. So what's been happening?
1: I have always had this parallel love. Yeah. So ever since high school, I've done acting and uh, film and TV. Yeah. Um, and I'd concentrate a little bit in the acting world and then I'd go over to the film and TV world. And, um, I was just someone who just really loved to be in the enter. I just knew from the age of six, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Didn't exactly know what, like I was a dancer and a gymnast, like pretty top, um, level competing and stuff. Um, and then I had an injury when I was. Thirteen, and I couldn't dance anymore. It was devastating. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, Especially
0: like young, like it could be your identity, well, right? If you're dancing yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. because I know it's obviously a rigorous, uh, competitive thing too. Yeah, dancing and like gymnastics. Yeah, training all the tw- time,
1: seven days a week. Sometimes wow. I'd go from dance to gymnastics, and um, yeah, I was pretty devastated because I was like, I'm going to be a gymnast, an Olympian gymnast. Is like. I ended up coaching gymnastics <laughs> um, to get me through, like, uni. Yeah. Which is better than working at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Um, I would agree on that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I just, I guess I went into more singing and acting, like, stuff and, that I could do that wasn't so physical. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, the shelf life of a gymnast is around 13 to 16 anyway. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's not sad. As well, I mean, like the Olympics has just been on at the moment and they are yeah. very young, the ones that are going, it's crazy the things they can do on those beams and they're flipping in the air and just landing on that tiny little balance yeah. beam or whatever it's called. Yeah. Full on. It's, it's intense to watch. Yeah. yeah. you like, <laughs> when they go up in the air and do the little flips and stuff like that, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, so you did that, you got your injury. and
1: Yeah. So I just I went into singing and acting and I ended up doing um, – it's kind of this parallel thing's been working all the way through. I did one year of an acting degree. Yeah. So I got a really good, this is how old I am, right, T-Score. <laughs> what is that? People say. Anyway, I got a really good T-Score. And um, I said, hey, Dad, I want to be an actor. And he said, you don't need brains to be an actor. Choose something else. So, like, <laughs> I got into law and then one of my blessed good friends said, you will be so bored. Yeah. So they talked me out of it, and I went into acting anyway. Anyway, that didn't last long. It's a long story, um, but so I was pretty young. It was like my first year out of, like, away from my parents, yep. right? Yeah. So it was like freedom, and I spent the like year basically on the back of my bike smoking dope. I had a great time.
0: It was <laughs> sounds <awesome>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, studies wasn't top of my priority. Yeah. Um, plus also, you know, there's a little bit of tragedy behind that. At the time um, my grandfather got cancer mm. and um, right around our exam times, it keeps
0: oh.
1: flipping off. Flipping I can't off. put it there. Um,
0: can tighten it up, but I don't have stretchers <laughs> right here. Yeah, That's if you right. Can set, Yeah, that should not.
1: Um, yeah, around in my, about my exam times when I should have been studying stuff, I kept on getting phone call saying, oh, Bobby, you better come and see your grandfather. It was like end stage. Mm. But his heart was really strong and um, he just kept on going on. And it's like I'd stay there for three days. Then I'd drive three and a half hours to back to where my uni was. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't. I just, I was failing stuff. So um, I got kicked out. No. I did.
0: You bad girl. I got kicked <laughs> out of uni.
1: I did not sing, dance or act for six years. Oh, wow. After that, I was devastated. Because you got
0: kicked out. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was really brutal. Like you'd go into this room, like this great big hall, and there was a long table with all the heads of department. Yeah. And then one chair in front of all this table and a box of tissues. Oh, No. And they would do a, a process like they'd start with probably like 24 to 28 students and by the end of third year they'd add up with five to seven, so along the lines they'd cull. And um, I was just too young to know really what was going on and it just I just took really personally like you can't act, you're a bad actor. Mm. Um, and so I did nothing. And I went into, I took a year off and then I went and did a film and TV degree. So that's where that started. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went and moved to Sydney and tried to get a job as an editor. That's what I kind of specialized in. Yeah. And um, I couldn't find a job. And the reason is like when you do a production, there's like crewing agencies for directors and gaffers. Yeah. But not editors, because the editors are at the post production houses with full-time jobs. Yeah. yeah. Cushy full-time jobs, they're not leaving. So there wasn't a lot of um, it's not a lot of room there. Mm, yeah, yeah. and because I was in Sydney, I had no networks, and I was so young, I didn't know anything about the industry. I just knew how to edit. So anyway, I ended up in multimedia land as a web designer because some of my friends got me a job in where they were working, and that's yeah. So I learned. So you got web the design. introduction, yeah. Yeah, and um, I did work for a little stint on the TV TVSN. You know okay. the Shopping Channel. TVSN. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, so not, not, not an avid watcher, but yeah, I know no. it.
1: Yeah, so um, I would either be do editing of the promos, or I'd be a vision switcher, which is um, like late at night. I'd bring in my guitar. I'd press a button, waiting for the ads, and then I'd update the ads. That go to screen and make sure that all the channels were going. Like to Asia and like just making sure everything's on board. Yeah. So that's that's the only kind of stuff I did. Um and then my mum got sick and I moved back home to Brisbane. Yeah. And um she unfortunately passed away from cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so I looked after my dad for a while and stayed there. And then after six months, I thought, oh, this time, and um, I really do like this acting thing. Yeah. And When I was in Sydney, I started doing dance classes again, just at um, like Sydney Dance Company have outside classes. And Australian Theatre for Young People have um, like public music theatre classes and acting classes. So kind of on the side I was dabbling again. Yeah. And then um, when it was time to decide I've got to do something else with my life, um, I thought I'm going to do a music theatre course. Why not? (laughs)
0: Sort of going back to your old roots a little bit, then, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I went up to Mackay, which is the um, conservatorium of music, yep. um, Central Queensland Conservatorium of Music. Did a music theatre degree. Had a lot of fun. Um, it was amazing experience. Took me about a year and a half to get used to living in Mackay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was, was so hot, or it was really hot yeah. and sweaty.
1: But like, it's in the, it's a little town, you know. Yeah. I, I would, was living in Sydney, hmm. you know.
0: Oh, it'd yeah, take me. Adjustment, yeah.
1: It'd take me an hour and a half to get to
0: work, like From, oh. two
1: bus, no, two trains, a bus, and a walk in you Sydney. Lived
0: quite rural. No, no, in no, oh, you, Sydney, I, in yeah, Sydney, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, lived on the wrong side of the bridge. Mm.
1: You know, <laughs> but in Mackay, I, I just kept on going. What am I doing here? Yeah. But I had great time. Yeah, and I moved to Melbourne. Um, because I thought that's more cultural. I've been to Sydney and didn't really like it. it. Was a bit of a yeah. rat race yeah, to me, yeah, a yeah, concrete jungle.
0: What I keep hearing, yeah,
1: mm, I just mm, didn't like it. Yeah. But Melbourne is very cultural. There's something happening all the time. There's lots of just random architecture and statues. And because of the trams, the roads are wide. So you feel like you've got more space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. And so I started doing music theater. Like every seems like every second town had a music theater company. And everyone would just like do a show there and then go to the next one and do a show there. And that's what I did. Like, yeah. um, but that was, you know, in your own time because it's proam so maybe sometimes the the leads get paid but the chorus is um is not its
0: volunteer done it for experience yeah
1: yeah but it takes four like four months to put on a musical because you've got to learn the singing the dancing the, and the rehearsals yeah. And, yeah and so um then my sister got sick I know <laughs> been very unlucky family yeah. so I moved back home deja vu and um she had a little Girl, four years old, and um, so I stayed and looked after her. Yeah, and moved in with Dad and thought, Oh my God, I'm in Brisbane. What am I going to do with my life? <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, at that stage, Brisbane was a little bit too small for me. Yeah, like yeah. I had, I wanted to Good go plans, to America. Yeah, that was yeah. my thing. Yeah, because um, it's kind of changing now because of COVID but we'll get there, yeah. um, there wasn't really an industry in Australia. No, you know, no. and I wanted to live somewhere where there, where there was an industry and where it's okay to say I'm an actor. Yeah. It's a valid, you know, occupation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? So um, anyway, I just thought, well, I'm in Brisbane for a while. What am I going to do? And um, so that's when I decided to do my Master's in Film. Okay. In screen production. So yeah. that's how that happened. Um, and I started doing a lot of short films as an actor yep. because I could do so many short films in such a short little time as opposed to one music musical theatre piece, which is four months of my
0: life. A lot of commitment, time. A, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, I found at that time I also did end up going overseas for about three months yeah. and I did an acting course. Okay. It was
0: amazing. Whereabouts was that?
1: Um, in LA.
0: Okay. I oh, yeah. yes. you did, you got to America then. I got to America. Yeah. So I
1: stayed there for about three months. Yeah. And um, you know the Australian Film Television Radio? No, no, it's not afters. It was the f- Film Television, oh, John Orchick is the director of it.
0: Yes. Yes, I do. I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. Is you know, his daughter Jess, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry.
0: Australian Film and Television.
1: School. Academy.
0: Academy, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway. um,
0: I think I was going to do it at one point, yeah.
1: Oh, it was awesome. And I actually looked after their website for a little while. So I would trade in my hours as a web designer um, to do some acting courses. And um, anyway, this opportunity came up overseas going with a whole bunch of yeah. So probably 16 of us or something like that. So we would be staying in the same place together. We'd be going to the, to these acting classes together and it was amazing because I didn't feel lost. Yeah. I was very supported and very comfortable yeah, and very you safe. Your
0: t- yeah, your little family there, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was just an amazing experience and the thing that I got out of that was um, you tweak your acting over there as to what channel you're going to be on.
0: Yeah, wow, well, okay.
1: And different that's just networks, not yeah. heard of in Australia. Like there's one acting technique yeah. in Australia, that's it. But if you're, okay, so if you're hooker, right, Yeah. on um one channel, even, you know, NCIS, there's yep. three different shows. There's Miami, New York and.
0: I think there might be more now, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like,
1: if you actually look at it from a film. Oh, there team- might
0: be Law and Order. I don't know, those ones, they, yeah, they, yeah. they make so many of them, yeah
1: rebooted yeah. um but they're all set in oh, Las Vegas they're all set in different places right yeah. yeah so if you look at the color palette if this is a film
0: yeah you know production thing bro- yeah
1: they're different like the New York one is like blues and reds of the you know the police sirens and stuff the yeah. Miami one is orange tinge yeah okay. and the Las Vegas is a different color again yeah and if you're a hooker in New York you would dress differently if you're a hooker in Las Vegas. Okay. So even just going for an audition, you would dress differently. Yeah. Like that's how
0: because of like the the clientele wanting a certain thing or the yeah. seasonal sort of way no. of because obviously New York gets cold. Uh, um like yeah. Las Vegas <laughs> is a very humid heat if you haven't been there. Yeah, it's it's intense. I think it's right? a
1: different lifestyle, a different yeah, yeah. um sensibility.
0: For sure. Um yeah.
1: but also if you're um Say you're ending a scene and you have a fight, right, Mm. and you're doing a HBO show, it's very edgy. But if you're doing a Disney show and you have the same fight, you would act differently. You would end it differently. Yeah. It wouldn't be so...
0: From an editing perspective? No, from an, an acting, acting pr- perspective. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Because um, Disney, you kind of always got a smile on your face, <laughs> yeah. even if you had having I don't a know vibe. if there would really why be
0: too many fights in Disney, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And what? why do you, so that's to appease to the networks, the way they're creating their shows or... Yeah, because
1: they're different audiences. Mm. It's a business over there mm, and mm. They have different clientele. You know, when you talk about marketing and the customer avatar. Yeah. A Disney audience is different from an HBO audience.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That word edgy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's what I found fascinating.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. So then I went to New York, bummed around for a while just as a tourist. It was amazing. Um I couldn't, um, oh, if you ever go over there, there's something called Greyhound Tours and you'd get like a weekly pass and you can get to every tourist attraction on this one pass.
0: Yeah, I hear the Greyhound tour, it's the buses are the dodgy ones Grey though. Greyhound or something. Yeah, no! Greyhound, yeah. The, the oh, Grey that's on the one on American podcast that I always listen to. They're like Greyhound, like people be pissing in the aisleways and stuff like that. Oh, well, Apparently it's the real dodgy ones to go on. on my- <laughs> no, no, no. The, I mean this is now I don't know what it was then. You know, maybe there wasn't so many coach lines then. But yeah. yeah. Um, coach lines, geez, that's an old school word. Just yeah, there. yeah.
1: <laughs> so it, it went to four boroughs so you'd go yeah. – um Basically what I did, because I had was by myself by this time. Um, I just did the whole tour mm. and it'd give and look at the map and it'd give me an idea of where everything was. And then I'd go, Okay, I'll go back there. Yeah. But it just gave you a really good overview of the city and your bearings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I found to navigate those around, yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, so Okay, so you did your, yeah, so you're studying over there. You've already done a year in film at one point and then Mm -hmm. you did another course. Well, when you came back here to Brisbane.
1: Yeah, well, I started my master's in screen production at Griffith. Yeah. um, And I had just gone overseas, like just come back from that overseas trip and I got a lot of acting gigs, I. I can't even fathom how I did it, but I did about 14 short films. Yeah, wow. In half a year.
0: Yeah. She says pumping them out. Yeah.
1: I know. It was one stage where I think it was in Awards. There were some awards. Someone said, oh, something that Bobby's in is going to win because statistically <laughs> there was like
0: <laughs> she four. She was in almost everything.
1: Four short films that were like in the finals kind of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, I wanted to get really good results at uni because I'm probably going to do a PhD. Um, so I needed to get like keep my GPA up, and because I was doing all these acting short films, I wasn't really getting any work done. So I deferred uni, yeah, and I just did film like acting for six months, and it was amazing. And I kind of think now what would have happened if I just kept on that? Like I was obviously starting to be known and respected um, for my work, yeah. Um, but then I thought I've started this film. A- TV degree, you know, I really should
0: finish it, get
1: back onto yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So that's why I ended up just going into film and TV land and, and leaving acting. Yeah, like I do sprinkles every now and then, but it's only for short roles. It's only for a weekend kind of thing.
0: So when would it, would that have been? Around that 2014 when mm. we did "I Adore You" was one of I those reckon fourteen that, was, other, yes. that you probably did. Yeah, that that seems about right. I do remember those ASIN Awards. I think they, some of them that you might have been up for, or, or the teams that yeah, you worked with. Yeah, films. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, cool.
1: So, and then um, the reason why I started the Masters actually was as an actor to learn how to produce my own films yeah. because I'm not the type of person that can just sit by and wait for my wait agent for to call. ring. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. That, people? <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'm going to learn how to, to make film. I'll produce my own films. I'll put myself in the, the lead
0: roles, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously.
1: Obviously. Well, hell, it makes I'm sense the one doing, doing the, work. All the work. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, but then something happened and this documentary landed on my lap. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then I went, okay. So
0: did you finish your film and television degree?
1: No, this was right at the beginning of my film. You started <laughs> to do it. Okay,
0: production. okay, okay. Keep going. I won't interrupt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so I started learning about documentary and just going down that path. Yeah. And I've been there ever since. Okay. I'm still doing my
0: documentary. <laughs> oh, no. One day I will finish it. Yeah. So it's a long slog. What's the documentary that fell in your lap then? <sighs> obviously just it must have been quite a, quite an, like it's something to stimulate your brain, stimulate your creativity for you to, you know, pass up what you were trying to complete. Yeah. Well.
1: I can't talk about it too much
0: okay I might
1: be able to talk about it in a couple of months but and this is probably why the other reason why um you know how everybody keeps on touch on Facebook right yeah and you know what people are doing and what roles and shows and yeah 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 I kind of fell off Facebook for mm-hmm. like two years it's like Bobby who you know um I got really sick okay really sick. I
0: know.
1: Yeah, so I just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, and just it's like I've got to look after me for a while.
0: Mm, which is important.
1: Yeah, and then I thought, I'm a filmmaker now. Why don't I record myself?
0: Oh, okay.
1: What was I thinking? <laughs> Um, Yeah. So I am producing and directing and starring in a documentary
0: feature film. Well, you kept um, true to casting yourself anyway. I
1: know, (laughs) I know. And I thought, you know, I'm an actor. I'm used to being in front of the camera. I'll be fine. I'll be fine.
0: Maybe not as yourself being sick, no. It's
1: different. Mm. It's really different because if you're the actor, right, so in a documentary, the director, the producer looks after the director. Right. Yeah. The director looks after the the film, the participant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are they okay? Mm-hmm. But when you're all those three hats, yeah. Who's there looking after you? Mm-hmm. No one. No. Yeah, and also who's the one cracking the whip to keep it going and keep it on the rails when one of those people, <laughs> whether it's all me, doesn't want to.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's tough. It's Fantastic. really, yeah. it's
1: really hard, mm. you know. And people would like my supervisor would say, "Do you really want to do this? Do you really want to do it?" And I'm, you know, I was bright-eyed, bush-tailed, and I'm like gung ho. It's like, yeah, why? What? Get out of my way! What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, it does get hard. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I had to put it back on the shelf just to look after my own mental health. Mental,
0: health,
1: yeah, yeah, and pick it back up when I I feel. Um, stronger I guess and slowly getting a team around me which I have now which is great that
0: is awesome yeah
1: yeah and so now going for funding and talking to the ABC and um, that kind of thing yeah so that's where it's
0: at okay yeah so uh, TBC dot 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 so you can't really share too much more like
1: No. See, this is the thing. This is the other really, really, really hard thing is um, most of the people on my Facebook, which is about 5,000, are actors and filmmakers. Mm -hmm. They're my friends, colleagues, um, peers, right?
0: Network connections, Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: No one knows I got sick. Yeah. So I not only have to launch, hey, guys, this is my film come and join me on the journey, I have to say, hey, guys, I got really sick.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, who doesn't <laughs> kind of go with that story, though, you know? I mean, they're going to understand when that yeah, you were sort of disappeared, as you, as you say, off the face of the earth, the social media verse. Yeah. They're going to wonder why, you know, and then as soon yeah. as you hit them with that, then, to be fair, I mean, not to use an illness as, like, something to get people on side of, but yeah. that, if anything's going to, you know, really get people wondering what you're up to and, and, and on your side and supporting you is something like that, you know, not to play it or play off of it, but, mm. you know, people are going to understand and then they're going to be along with the journey because I mean, that's why they, you know, it's the emotional journey of these things that people get brought into, right. And yeah. the, humi- the humility into it. So I can't see why they wouldn't be on board.
1: I know. It's just, hu- it's, it's just hard. It's just yeah.
0: To- sharing something so personal yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it.
1: At the end of the day, I'm making a documentary and so I'm going to have, have to, to share, share it, share it, it at yeah.
0: some time. And by the way, people are going to know now because we've just talked I about know. it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, do, I mean, can you share like what illness you had or you'd rather nah. keep that? Yeah, That's under wraps. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Well, no, see, I, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. I kept an eye. I mean, I see when you're doing projects and things like this that you're sort of working on, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah, that makes a lot of sense now yeah
1: yeah <laughs> by from 14 films in half a you know year to uh crickets yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's a thing though isn't it looking after yourself you know not just having an, uh, you know an illness to deal with or anything but um that mental health as a performer is just I mean we've spoken a lot on the podcast some different things of anxiety mm. and you know depression and things like that and, and a lot of things that as a filmmaker and or as an actor that you can go through and it's it's mm. a really tough time that you got to look after yourself because if you don't look after yourself how can you really be in the best position to create the best work the best characters you know and put yeah. on a performance and it's yeah. something I found out the hard way as well you know and yeah, right. it's just trying to balance yourself, you know, and have those things in life that you're doing outside of what you do because it it consumes you, you know, Mm. like I'm a,
1: it's like your identity uh, rather than a
0: job. That's And that's the exact word for it is that when these things can become your identity, Mm. because you put them so far out there on the social media landscape all the time is then you're so like, you're in a position where you're on that ledge, right. And you're just putting things out, putting things out. But what mm-hmm. happens when it falls away, you know? You're left with nothing and you haven't taken care of yourself. You haven't looked after yourself mentally or physically. And, yeah, that can fall out from under you and then you're mm. falling, right? And then it's just a, you got to pick yourself back up from there. But it's, it's a it's a tough scenario to go through and it's the only way you learn, I feel, mm. with all that, right? I mean, it's, you know, we're all only human. We're growing. You grow with these failures, all these things that you mm. learn as, as we go and you do the best you can do. But, yeah. I
1: think the industry is really starting to look at that now. Um I'm also so I'm on a couple of different committees. One is WIFT Women in Film and Television. I'm yep. um, on the Queensland chapter and there's also um Queensland Screen Collective, so QSC and that actually was born last year through COVID because there was all these filmmakers who felt really isolated, they couldn't work. Yeah. So it's the same, you know, kind of with actors and filmmakers. And um I went to this talk earlier this year. It was a wellness day that MIA, um, Media, Entertainment, Arts and Alliance, put on. And there was someone to help um, to talk to us about finances um, because finances also affects your mental health if Mm -hmm. you're, you know, a struggling artist. Um, And then there was a psychologist talking about the creative mind. She's actually done uh, Julie Crabtree. She's written a book called, um, I think it's called The Creative Mind. Yeah. Anyway, it was fascinating because she said people who are creative are actually like statistically more likely to have mental illness. Yeah, i
0: I'll believe and, that. And
1: yeah. um, I think it's because we're more uh, empathetic. We deal with our emotions. We tap into our emotions, whereas like if, sorry, bank tellers, but, you know, if you're a bank teller, you're dealing with figures that are outside of a person, mm. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very black and white. There's a lot of um, uh, employment or, like, industries like that. But being a creative mind, you're more likely to go into creative industries and then there's a whole host of, I just thought it was fascinating. It was a personality type that goes.
0: Yeah, it goes. Well, to into the creative. A, yeah, but I think once you're in the industry long, you kind of see that though as well. Mm. Like you see the people that are doing these things are very, um, well, I mean, <laughs> some of the most beautiful people going around are in the industry too, but they can be the most fragile at the same time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I wonder whether, I mean, that's obviously where you can draw these deep wells of emotions from to portray these characters and things like that, or uh, tap into them when you're writing them or mm. wh- whatever your discipline is in the industry. Um, and it's, uh, you, you can definitely, you can definitely start to see that once you take yourself out of it and you're not just caught up in your own, uh, your own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. And that's good that they're focusing on that kind of thing because I mean, how many of the, even like, you're like, oh, say Robin Williams, for example, or, or all these I great know. actors that are just like you grow up with and and watching them perform and you're like, yeah. how can a person like that end up committing suicide, you know, but you just don't know the struggles from you within. You know, it just
1: happened again in the last couple of weeks. What's that? An actor from Home and Away, um, Dieter. Uh, D- I can't pronounce this. Dieter Brummer. He okay. was like a heartthrob in Home and Away when I was a teenager.
0: Yeah, righto. He
1: committed suicide a couple of weeks ago.
0: Oh no, no, I didn't. Know and about it was that one, like yeah.
1: COVID was the last, you know, lockdown. Sydney, it was in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and shit. It's just, yeah. And you just and. It, I remember another um, really well-known actor who was on All Saints um, a few years ago. I don't know how many years ago now. Yeah. Same thing happened and you just, and these are really lovely people. Like beyond that, there, you can kind of is, yeah. tell if a person, you know, in their um, public life, um, if they're a nice person or, you know, kind of empathetic and yeah. they were both like great people and it, and it's just, you go, oh, if only I'd known. But, you know, how can you reach out to that person if you only see them on a TV screen? Like I don't have their number, you know. It's like, man, that guy was a catch. Like I wish I'd known, like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so there's a really big focus. And, in fact, um, just the Queensland Screen Collective have just been talking about doing a survey in the film industry at least to start with about mental health. Because, um, like, we have to work and uh, actors would be the same things, but some of the film industry actually have to be on set before actors get there and leave after. So some of them do 12-hour days, some of them do more.
0: Oh, more than that. Yeah, especially yeah. on the big studio, Sid. Some of exactly. them 16 hours is easy.
1: And um, I actually just recently had an opportunity to, um, to associate produce a reality TV show that came in from America. Yeah. But when I found out what it was six days, I'd have to, like, move to where it was Mm. being filmed for a while, six weeks or something like that, six days a week, 12-hour days. I just thought, I couldn't do it. I can't do that. And we've got to work out, you know, for people who have um, either mental health issues, um, chronic illness, health um, issues, um, disability, caring um, carers, how can, and they're filmmakers, how can we help and support them without them having to say, oh, I can't do that anymore? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm kind of in that position. Like I just I just know that I could not, that would not go well with my health, <laughs> you know. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of steering more into either editing, I can do that at home, mm. I can do it in my own time. Producing, I can do it on my own time. Impact producing, marketing. Again, it's something I don't have to be on set for. And if I don't feel well that day, then that's okay. I'm going to have a lie down. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of working out how it it can work for me, but I can never be in those, you know, um, nine to five contractual Mm. jobs kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's, um, yeah, so what you're saying that they're talking about it, so.
1: Well, we're going to do a survey. Yeah. First to see. Where the issues are, mm. so you can't really do anything like the last i think um two thousand and sixteen was the last kind of industry survey, yeah, which is kind of old, yeah, um and it's become more pre- prevalent and it's becoming more um in the front that people are going, yes, let's do something about it now.
0: Yeah, well, I think people are talking about it. I mean, every year now, like, it's yeah. like, it's a thing, like, you know, and in- it was not even a thing that you would speak about on exactly. in a lot of um, circumstances, you know. Like, I honestly swear I don't think I heard the word anxiety until I moved over into Australia.
1: Really, and that was well. Pro- no, that's because it was stress, and stress yeah. was good because it made you all busy and you were being productive. And you know, yeah, it was like, yeah. "How are you doing? Oh my god, I'm so busy. How are you doing? Oh my god, it's so stressed. Do <laughs> yeah, so you know true. what I mean? It's yeah. very acceptable. And that has
0: a name, yeah, yeah. And that people, but that's what I wonder whether, like, you you know, you address it and you give that power to that name, though, too, over mm-hmm. yourself. You know, like that's what was spoken about a few times before, and I still do wonder that. Like, it's yeah you know like you you keep saying this thing so it builds up even more within you anyway even yeah, yeah. though it's probably there and a lot of times with emotions and things like that that you don't not sure how to deal with obviously confronting them as a the start and then Mm-mm. talking about them as the next step and that can relieve it a lot or relieve it completely um But, yeah, that's what I, you know, everybody's different. Everybody Mm. has different levels of it, you know, but I'm sure there's some sort of heavy medium where you can maybe find by a survey or something Mm. like that and talking to people where you could actually understand it and think of ways to, you know, address it and things like that, yeah.
1: I'll tell you a quick story. Um, You wouldn't think that I would be someone with social anxiety, right? Yeah. I seem pretty confident and... um, I used to review theatre, right, and um, I'd love going to the theatre but I'd get invited to all the VIP parties afterwards, right? Mm. The food was great, stay till the speeches, talk to some people. But I would stand there and not talk to anyone because I felt really insecure going up to to say, hey, my name's Bobby Lee, how are you doing? I'm reviewing the show, what did you think of it kind of thing. So I kind of gave myself a game and I thought, If I talk to one person tonight, then I will, I can feel proud of myself. Yeah. And so I did that and like turning up to all these events, the VIP nights, well, all the other reviewers are going to be there as well. And you start seeing the same faces. Yeah. In um, turning up. So one time I spoke to this person, the next time I spoke to that person because they were there again and then I spoke to one more person and then that's how, it's the same with networking. It's, um, and I, this is what I did when I went into the film industry is and all those network, I hate networking. Yeah, I, I hate so. it. Yeah, yeah. And I would just rather stay home and not go because I'd feel that anxious about yeah, it. Yeah, And no, I right, didn't, I,
0: understand, yeah. I
1: didn't know it was anxiety. I just, I didn't. It was
0: just a normal way of life, like, you know, know. Or a normal feeling for you to have, Yeah,
1: yeah. And I because like someone being someone on stage singing in front of lots of people, it just didn't ever occur to me that you know, it was yeah, weird. Yeah. But anyway, um that's how I that's how I deal with um networking. It's like I turn up enough, even if I don't talk to anyone. Mm. So this was at the start when I didn't know anyone and I knew that networking was so important in mm. the industry. Yeah. And I didn't really know what networking is. It's really making friends. That's all it is. It's not I'm going to schmooze up to that person because they'll know that you're schmoozing up to them. Do you know
0: what I mean? There's a lot of people that do that one too. Let's face it, that's what makes the networking tough sometimes is you can tell people are so fake in what they're trying to do and they want to be involved in your project or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that too.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, but if you feel that,
1: like it's just making friends, it's a bit yeah. easier.
0: Well, it definitely is that though. Yeah. Like especially genuinely probably the ones that you're going to actually have some sort of successful re- working relationship with or what mm. have you or possibly be real friends, you know, yeah. is um the ones that you can relate to in that regard, yeah. 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 No, so you, that, you yeah. don't,
1: don't if, especially if it's the first time you're speaking to them, don't go and talk about your film or don't go and, you know, it's, hey, what are you doing at the moment? Yeah, But it's not, oh, can I be in on on that? It's it's, talk about your dog, you know, they've got a dog, you've got a dog. Oh my God, I've got to see a photo of your dog.
0: (laughs) Unless you're genuinely interested (laughs) in what they're doing, you know, and like, you want to know what their project, you know, like it's, 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 It's you find those ways to relate to them, but um, yeah, yeah, that social anxiety um, is a thing. Um, I believe I've had it as well and still have it and and so we have to deal see, with that's, it.
1: That's see, that's surprising. I, I wouldn't, yeah. Exactly.
0: I did. Yeah. I, I, and I didn't really know overly exactly what it was. Um, and I spoke about this literally on one podcast I did solo, um, myself and, um, yeah, until I was speaking to my mum a little bit about it and stuff like that, and, um, like, I didn't even really know it was a thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but it makes sense now that I've, like, looked into it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think... So how
1: did it kind of manifest for you?
0: Well, because when I was younger, I was um, still, like, in a lot of... like I was into a lot of sports and stuff like that as well um, and a lot of good crowds and that, but I would always step back a bit and let everyone else talk, you know, the loud yeah, people yeah, because yeah. you notice and and sometimes when you inject yourself, you feel a bit like an idiot if you get shot down or whatever and then you go straight back in your shell and you don't want to ever do it again for another, yeah. you know, 10 weeks or whatever it is and then you try again. Um, but I didn't realize what that was until I can remember sort of a pivotal moment where I really came out of my shell and I was going for it, but it was always there, you know, Um, you know, parties and things like that too. It was cool around your friends, but that's why you probably have a little bit of liquid courage and then all of a sudden you flick that switch and you're like, you know, the party guy, you know, a little bit or or what have you, um, makes things easier to relate to people. You forget that and your confidence goes up, you know, and then all of a sudden it's not a, not a thing, you know, anymore. Um, but yeah, I really feel like it was, it's always been there, you know, mm. um, still there now, if you let the demon come up, if you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always there. Um, And I guess when your confidence is low or things like that and certain things happen, then it probably rears its ugly head a little bit again, you know. And I think that's just a constant thing you have to work on for yourself, you know, and um, keep yourself in check, do whatever you can do, meditate, exercise, clear the mind, you know, like it's all a way of life. Um, But, yeah, I feel like I was dealing with it for a long time, um, forever, you know. And it was probably when I came over here and started like I I found myself into the acting game because for someone with social anxiety, or anything along those lines, like I would never want to get up and I hated speeches at school, never want to get yeah, up and that right. like heart through the, like, can't, oh, no, no, I'm not doing it, you know, that was fucking worst fear ever. Yeah, right. Was that kind of public speaking or anything like that. Um, But, yeah, it was just, um, like, I won't go into too much detail because I have spoken about this in depth by yeah. myself, but, um, yeah, like I started working out and stuff like that when I moved over here. Like I took the chance on myself and came mm. over here, moved over by myself, you know, so that was a huge brave thing to do for me personally with no family over here, you know? Absolutely. Um, So I really sink or swim kind of moment, you know, like, um, fight or flight kind of like, let's do this, you know? So I got into it, started working out more confidence in myself, more belief in myself, you know, and it just sort of flowed from there and then fell into the acting game and then went at it. You know, anyone that you would ask when I was at school wouldn't have thought that I'd be doing that, you know, yeah. acting and stuff like that, like what the hell, you know, like that's a turn. And since then, you know, and I started confronting fears as well, you know, like um, skydiving, cause I was like <laughs> scared of heights, you, so know? you know, I would not do that. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's great. It's fun. Um, but you know, just things like that. And, um, um, like recently, you know, did stand up comedy and stuff like that as well, and that's like you know from that point of like the biggest fear is going and just confronting it. You know, you really find I out something. I had to do that in yourself. my
1: acting course overseas. Oh, really? One of the last things we had to do was a five minute stand up, and yeah. like to me, that is worse than death. Like uh, yeah. stand up comedy. Hard, yeah.
0: Oh my god. Especially just doing it and speaking words, never alone, trying to make people laugh and like you. It's the hardest
1: thing. <laughs> exactly. Out. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know why people do it. It is fun though. I, 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 it, it really, um, when I did it, it, it served its purpose. If you know what I mean. I still want to do it again. Every now mm. and then, I'll have something funny happen in life, and I've like think of stand up routine, and I want oh, yeah. to go try it out at open mic night. You know. Oh wow. Um. But um. Yeah, like for me, it was just pushing that boundary, you know, and that and that fear, and just getting up and sucking it up and ballsing up and going and do the damn thing, you know. Yeah. And I got a lot of confidence from it. I was like, oh yeah, because I had a position where, uh, like, some stuff happened in the industry and that, and I just fully burnt myself out, you know, from going at it from the start, just going balls to the wall, you know, and going fully at it. And Mm. it was my identity, you know, it was my everything, every, like I just, you know, like hang out with friends and go out a bit and stuff like that. But really I was acting all the time and that was just everything, you know? yeah. And um, when you put so much emotion and passion and effort into something like that, when certain things get pulled away out from under you, or you have this expectation or what have you, you know, you got to learn to deal with that. And that's a mental health thing, you know, too, in that regard. Yeah. but yeah, it's even harder when it happens with people that you're really close with or you're friends with, you know, and that your circle. You know what it's like to have mm. a film fam. You know, like it's yeah, just yeah. a different thing. Um, but yeah, and, and I just fully burnt myself out and had a real rough go of it and it took a bit to build back up and cause I felt like it just pulled all the confidence out of me. Eh? I yeah, basically right. had nothing in the tank and like in this game, self-belief and confidence is everything you got to go with, you know, that's what draws people in, you know, it's why you get these And resilience, though, I think Yeah, that's resilience, yeah. And you got to have a tough skin, you know, in this game mm-hmm. because you get shot down a lot. Um, it's well, it's a part of what everything that you do, you get shot down in an audition, you know, if you don't get the role, like you got to just move on with it, leave it in the room and move on Um, as best as you can. Um,
1: That's actually what I learned from, um, because I was so young when I did my music theatre degree. And when you're in a degree, um, you're vying for the same role with all your classmates every year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, the pressure is so high. It's like, if you don't get those three parts, that's it. Do you know what I mean? And so you invest a lot into those auditions. But over the time, I learned that you just gotta let it go. Um, and someone gave some really good um advice, and I can't remember who it was, but when you go do an audition, it's really good to actually go and meet a friend for coffee afterwards. Yeah. So you can kind of you stop just that. Oh my God, I should have done it this yeah, way. Yeah, you know, yeah, I should have yeah. said that why didn't I think, do you know what I mean? And it's, and you just got to think, do you know what? There's going to be another audition next week. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's fine. That's a good
0: way to ground yourself though, is to go back into reality. Because as we know, the film light industry, it's just like a whole other world, you know, in itself. And, um, yeah. To bring yourself back down like nicely. Cause you're always buzzing when you go do something mm. like that. Right. Like, but it's good to be able to confide in someone and bring yourself back down a little bit. But I think you honestly learn it with experience though. Anyway, like you yeah. got to feel like that because you're so passionate about what you're doing. Otherwise, why are you doing it? You know, mm. like, it's like so much time and effort. Like, it's just ridiculous if you don't want it, you know? Yeah. And. Yeah, I I feel like you learn because you get so attached to wanting that role. You get a big opportunity, you know, in a film that was like someone, you know, like there's a star in this film and you're like, I can't believe I'm getting this audition for a bit role in this Marvel film or this whatever the hell it is, you know, indie film that is going to be a good thing. But it's just like. You're always gonna have that little bit like, goddamn. Imagine if I ever got that. You know, if I got that role, where would I be now? But you gotta learn to just let it flow off. You, you know, like yeah. the, like a water with the, on the duck's back. You know, like it's just nothing. Like it is what it is. But yeah. I think I think for the first few years, you're always gonna feel that way when you're doing it, right?
1: Yeah, I think I, so.
0: Like I think it's just a natural pro. Like progress. I feel like
1: we're old veterans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a little bit same. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even in the scheme of things, but, yeah, it feels like that, but it's like you're living a different life and or another lifetime, like yeah. the, the amount of energy you put into those oh things, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a good method, though, I think, Um, yeah, talking to a friend afterwards or going out Absolutely. and doing something Otherwise normal. You,
1: you're just going to go. Yeah. Around and around and around and around and around in your mind. You because
0: just, you always it's like when you do a film though, you always think and you watch it back and some people can't even watch themselves I and know. that took a lot for me at the start to be so used to what you're like, Oh yeah. my god, do I look like that on that angle? Did I do I talk like that? Is that how bad my accent <laughs> is? Like <laughs> I didn't want to say Oh no, come on now, people love this accent. <laughs> you're Um, you're exotic (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just uh it's a hard thing to come up with that stuff but that's such a character building exercise to Mm. watch yourself and be able to critique yourself and take yourself out of yourself when you're watching something like that because you're playing a character you know even though you know it's elements of yourself coming through Mm. um that's a huge thing to start off with when you first start in the game to really like critique and yeah and get better that way because that's the only way you can get better doing it like that yeah but um yeah, it's, it's it's a funny thing. Sorry, I just lost my train. of thought of where we're going with that. About. Oh,
1: but I'll, well, I'll let me interject with another yeah. young
0: okay, you know, young player story. Do it.
1: I um. So in my younger days, I had really long, beautiful blonde hair. Loved it. Um. And it was part of my identity. I yeah. looked all right. Yeah. Anyway, I could, I was so young and immature. Like it was like this is my branding. I cannot play an ugly role. Like, I, I call it the pretty complex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, because, you know, some people, and it happened to that guy um, who played, I think it's Joffrey in um, Game of Thrones.
0: Mm hmm. Never who, watched it, but yeah.
1: Oh my God. What?
0: Uh. Why? <laughs> I love saying that to people. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, a, you know, let's not go on a tangent, but no, okay. I, I've, I've watched one or two episodes. I don't really get the hype, but I, w- I do want to watch it. Yeah. And I think I will like it. It's just one of those things that I was like, everybody watched and everybody go on about it so much. I'm like, eh, like yeah, it's yeah. overhyped. Now I need to let it die down, which it sort of yeah, pretty much yeah. has now. So I could watch it when I don't have so Chaps, many people. Yeah. My, yeah. um,
1: so Joffrey yeah. was um, it was probably his first big break. Really young. Um, what does he
0: play? Well, he plays a,
1: a not very nice character. Okay. Yeah, and he got so much shit. From the public, yeah, because they, they can't so attached see, to it. Yeah. yeah, them as you're just an actor, yeah, and that's not really you, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quit the game,
0: yeah, okay, That'll do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I was so I was like this pretty complex. I, I couldn't play an ugly role or something that, and it's now it's like um, you know the ones that played the pretty roles. It's some of them are really boring to play.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah, for like sure. the character. It's a really that, generic role, like sometimes yeah. in the films. Yeah.
1: So that was something that I had to get over as well. Yeah. And that's just another maturing thing.
0: Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm drawn to play those roles that aren't necessarily what you normally want to play, though. Like I want to because I was like I say heard. when we when um like a few years back, I was getting all those kind of like the the toy boy the or whatever, you know, or what? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Like the guy next door or whatever, the guy that gets his heartbroken, that always seemed to be the one that <laughs> I'd play. Um, something like that, you know, and then I started to get detective and police roles and I like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. I really like that. Um, but like I want to play bad guys. I want to play a serial killer. I want to play some crazy shit like that. Like <laughs> tap into some things that are just like deep down there, maybe, and see yeah. what happens. You know, like I think that's where you uh, build your palate. You know, as an actor, right, is taking on those things like that. But mm. um, yeah, it's a, when you got that in your head, that that's what you are. It's it's hard to be sometimes. Like when you get those roles, yeah, for someone young, well, it's something that, that you got to learn. It know. was.
1: Learning to separate me from my character. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. See, I had a funny thing, like I was thinking about this last night. I don't know what movie I was watching really late last night, but um I I always used to have this thing like you know, it came from like I was so like, oh I want to look, you know, you want to look cool, you want to (laughs) dress nicely, you want to like, when you're you're growing up, when you're young, you try to find yourself, you know, and you want to always like, you know, be on the level, you know, and like attract this chick or whatever, you know, whatever sex you're into or whatever, you know, but um, and like, I remember when I was like getting the roles and stuff, like I always thought I was like, oh, I don't want to wear that, you know, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like not separating myself properly from, I was still myself and like, yeah. oh, I don't want to see people to see me at that, you know, like, or just like, try, I would always try to like get, suck up to the stylus or whatever, <laughs> like, <and try laughs> and, um, like, you know, oh, wait, wouldn't it be cool if I got this instead of, like, well, what this about accessory? the makeup
1: person yeah. who's like, oh my God, did you
0: Look what they've done to oh, me. Oh, yeah, I had some...
1: Will they be offended if I... Will they know if I...
0: Oh, I did, I-, I did the hair. See, the hair is always a thing for me. And if they do my hair really funny, like sometimes I used to take wax with me, and like yeah. I would like fix it up. No one ever said anything, hey. Like I think yeah. half the time that you know what it's like when you're a shoestring budget, and they don't want to use too much wax or use this and that because they got to finish <laughs> the shoot with it. Yeah. But yeah, there's just funny things like that that I remember from the start. Yeah, just like always wanted to look cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard when you pay a guy that probably doesn't look cool generally. That's the whole idea of what you're doing. But yeah. um. Yeah, that was the funny thing. It's what's
1: inside that counts. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> and you got to portray that on screen too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a funny thing, hey. It's such a, such a weird thing. I mean, do, do you still have that like that inside you that makes you want to be acting and stuff like that and being oh, the one yeah, on camera you know totally. like from bit doing a lot from behind because I mean I love it too like I, like I've done a lot of producing writing and stuff like that as well and um, and, and you learn so much more when you go behind the camera yes. as an actor as well and then you realise what people put up with as a director or things like this you're like now I get why they're and kind of saying the things they saying why it
1: takes an hour and a half to put up the lights <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I still don't even know her. you know I'm very good with that like um, but it's just yeah you, you you realize how much actually goes into it, like behind yeah. the scenes and with everybody, and then you're so much more respectful of like the setups and things like that, you know, and and it's just, you know, it, it's that's why there's like 12, 14-hour days or whatever mm-hmm. because it does take a long time to get the smallest amount of footage depending obviously on what kind of budgeted set you're on, but yeah, it's just the when way I, it is. When
1: I was a singer in a band, um, so I was in a soul band for – Three years mm. um, in Sydney, and um, I used to think the reason why I was became a singer is because like, I just have to carry around a microphone. That's it. You know, I don't have to be a drummer and carry around all this stuff. The yeah. the setup is like, meh, you set know, mic up I'll and I'm see good you at the bar while you are setting up. You
0: know,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you always have to, yeah. I'm not. I'm... You thought
0: about that before you did it,
1: and also the other thing is um, with film and TV. Uh, like, I really love editing. Partly because I get to sit in a, you know, really comfy room yeah. on my butt. I don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go out on set mm. into God knows what kind of, whether it's the mountains and it's cold or yeah. it's boiling hot or it's raining or whatever. Um, and I don't have to be a lighting technician and, and deal with all the lights. So uh, I guess I've cho- chosen the, um, it's really hard working but not labour intensive, do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs>
0: You got I'm a lazy lot of pre- like you, that. You got a lot of pressure on you though, too, as the editor. And as the editor, you can change so much about what that's you're doing. What I love and that's what you about like. It. To see it's that-
1: like the control and the creative freedom. Yeah. Well,
0: that's um, for example, I adore you, right? Mm. Remember when we first did that film? That was a drama. That was fully written as a drama, right? Shot as a drama. Was it- it? I feel like it was <laughs> with comedic elements.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But when the edit was done and what was done on the edit when we went to go and watch the film, it was just a full-blown, like, wrong comedy like it was just it was a comedy of errors like the whole yeah 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 it was changed so much from the script you read or maybe that was just my mind you know perceiving it that way but I felt like it was a pretty
1: I'm a dramatic actor it was a pretty
0: (laughs) heavy drama like sort (laughs) of there was obviously a lot of comedy comedic moments but I was gobsmacked when I watched it like of how much it was changed in the edit and it was it just became a full blown comedy, like just yeah. comedy every scene. But yeah. that's something that I feel like because the the editor was a bit of a goofy guy himself, and he yeah, sort yeah. of wanted to make it that way and bring it out in it. And that's what he did with yeah. it. And and I always wondered what they thought of well, that's they, the uh, ones that oh, wrote yeah. it, you yeah. know. The, oh, the, the yeah, bo- And and I always wondered what they thought because I don't know if we had a premiere in the end because I know the leads were going out when they wrote it together. and Then they broke up. I wasn't going to talk about. I'm going to talk ta- about
1: it. I was going to say there's, there was a lot more going on behind it the scenes and it wasn't you and me.
0: Life imitating art, art imitating life. <laughs> Isn't that know. the thing with this industry? Yeah, yes. It was-,
1: it was suppressed. That was our best work. It could have gone places.
0: Yeah. Because, w- <laughs> yeah, it never really got put out there, right? Like
1: It was suppressed
0: because yeah.
1: someone didn't want it. to. Again, it's like the pretty complex. They didn't want them to be seen in a certain light.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. I wish you could tell me which one you think. Because mm-hmm. I ran into them. I've ran into them both since then. Oh. How are they? Oh, it was ages ago. <laughs> I ran into is it Michaela? I'm not saying anything. No, yeah, well, I will. I talk a okay. lot, so I'm gonna keep saying.
1: There's this is his show. I ran into
0: her in the gym, into oh, yeah. my gym ages ago. This is years and years and years ago. So not long, you know, a few years after we did it. Yeah. Um, and I think I ran into him on like a film night or something, you know, around oh, yeah. the traps, and then he sort of i t- and like. That makes sense. Like he told me more about yeah. what was sort of going on. And then I was like, hey, man, that's rough. Like, you know, he really got phased out a bit of it. And then it never yeah. really saw the light of day, no. I don't believe. It might have been at a festival though once. I believe it may have been. I don't, I don't know. know. I think I got a copy of it. Really? <gasps> I think. Have you not seen it? <gasps> have you not seen it at all? I believe I have a copy of it. Oh, my God. And I think it's because I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can oh cut well. this bit.
0: Um, yeah, I'm just thinking now because I did a few films with Michael afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's just, I'll stop saying that before I dig myself <laughs> in a deeper hole.
1: Maybe we can have think, a movie night later. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I'll, I'll have a look for it because I, I was thinking about this the other day when I hit you up about uh, coming on and I was like, hold on a minute.
1: I know, I, and I it was like,
0: like, like I've I never film. got that
1: DVD for my show reel.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's another thing in itself at the start, <laughs> know, isn't right? it? And how many times does that happen? <laughs> oh, and then people hit you up, like, or you are hitting the direct, Oh, when are we going to see this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how long is that? Because you're so enthusiastic at the start, you don't know about the turnaround and that you can't really release that footage sometimes yeah, and yep. this and that and. At the end of the day, that's mostly why you're doing it other exactly. than experiences because you want to get a decent show reel, up-to-date thing. By the time it's done a festival run or come out and been edited, it's like a year or two ago and now I I I've moved on and, and I've grown from there. And have
1: moved on and it's like I actually rang a, um, a university in Melbourne yeah. once because of that and I said, hey, if you want to keep on using the same really good actors, you need to kind of make it as part of your um, like assessment or something, but you need to have a talk to your film students. Yeah, that's the thing about being me being on both sides. When I went into film, I was very pro actor.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's like we've got to like it's got to be ingrained in the film schools the respect for the actor.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's not the actor, the talent, or you don't talk about them, or you know, when they're sitting right there, use their name. Do you know what I mean? Even if you're not talking to them, but you're talking about them. Yeah, you know uh, that's my like big thing when I went in there and I said, you, you've really got to, it's a collaborative thing. Actives has spent a lot of time on their craft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, in building that respect and that collaboration, um, was huge for me going into film school. I had this like bee in my body.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, and and I think I was a little guilty of that from the start too. I didn't, I didn't realize. I mean, you don't know unless you do a lot of film school either. And like mm. for me, um, like I didn't really go through film school. I did a lot of training, you know, outside of it. But really, I'm more hands on. I just did films, you know, yeah. which I still think is one of the better ways to do it. But obviously, you learn. All the things when you do film school as well, which is immensely um immensely useful for completely useful for your for your uh, for your skills and what you're doing and you know your trade. Um but yeah, it's uh I didn't at the start, I didn't realize until I started producing things, until I started, and you're like, oh, I really do see it from that side of things, you know, and you have a lot more respect for everyone else Mm -hmm. that on set. Not saying I didn't have respect at the start, but it's just you just didn't understand you, you don't know, you learn these things, you know, and like it's like why a d- director chooses to cut these scenes or cut this and because of time constraints. And, and, you know, I remember when I was an actor um and even with like a real good friend of mine, I was like, I was pissed one time when I was on set and he like cut the scenes yeah. that I was, we were going to do. And it was just, you know, strategically it was just, we were running out of time and there was all these extras here and we had to get this and this is the scene overall. It didn't make, but I was, I remember I was like, I, I regret it. You know, like you regret things that you do a but like, I was just, I was super, I was pretty annoyed about it. Cause I was like, I'm the lead, and I want to do this, you know. Like, but it's um, you know, because I was looking forward to doing that scene. I was just pumped for my thing. But uh, yeah. you know, you get it after a while. You're like, oh, now I understand why he made that choice that he did. That's a good director that decides yeah. to do that and an economical basis of what you're trying to shoot. You know,
1: it's officially called killing your babies.
0: Uh, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, we yeah, call yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and yeah. they yep. say
1: it's it. Um, like some editors like to go on set, and, um, and they kind of say, don't go on set because you should not be worried about whether that helicopter shot cost, you know, six thousand dollars to do. If it doesn't serve the scene, cut it. Mm. You have to be able to cut it no matter how much it costs.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. gotta hurt though too when you when you're it's probably a big part of your budget doing that yeah, scene no, as well. Like, like
1: But thank God for drones, right?
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge innovation, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well speaking of film school and stuff, so mm. you're you work for Griffith Film School now yeah. right here in Brisbane.
1: So for the last three years I've been um, do supervising. So in second year the students do their first corporate. Yeah. So they're used to doing drama. Okay. And they're used to doing stuff that they've written and they you know, confide amongst themselves about the artistic integrity of, of a shot or whatever. Yeah. But when you work for a client and a corporate, which let's face it, that's going to be your kind of and
0: bread and butter. Bread yeah. and butter. When you're you going to make any kind of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you got to learn how to do that, and yeah. we um, put it into the curriculum so that by the time you leave, you've actually mm-hmm. got that showpiece. already on your resume, you know. Um, So I come in as a supervisor and take them through that because some of them are really young and they're really freaked out by talking to grown-ups.
0: Yeah, that's fair. (laughs)
1: And negotiating like. Uh, yes, but we've only got three days to do this. So we really can't do a 30 minute, you know, just the whole negotiating and the, the, um, paperwork that goes along with it and the structure and the schedule and what do I say to them and blah, blah, blah. So that's what I do. And then I go out on set with them, um, partly for quality control. (laughs) Um, and also to assess them and blah, blah, blah. But I love it. It's like, I get paid to go out on set and teach kids to, to make films. It's like, fun i
0: love it so when you say corporate are they doing like um promote promotional video you know for a client and yeah Yeah. and meeting those expectations and and it can't always be about your creative integrity and what you're trying to do you got it once yeah 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 and um because it's tough i've been on those commercials where they have the um i remember being on one uh instant scratcher commercial shit. Oh, yeah. I should probably watch what I say on some of these things. You sure. do sign NDA agreements. Um, <laughs> no, but I just remember the clients being there and uh, what we, we were having like a family dinner or whatever it was on a Sunday and they kept changing out like the um, the colors of the the cloth over the tablecloth, you know, what? like and then so when they changed the tablecloth, they had to change the settings of this and that. Then they were like, oh, do we need to change the actors? Like, you know, and it was going through that and it was so <laughs> funny. Like they would set everything up, make it mint, you know, and it like, looked cool and it would just change the whole vibe of it and everything. And then you just watch them when they had to finally then go back to the clients and they're like, nah, maybe change it back to the one you had before. Um, and like all that rigmarole, you know, and you could just see the people in the crew like wanting to go, oh I want to you know, we well, can see what looks good on the camera, but they ha- you have to please the clients. but I was exactly. kind of blown away by that that um, yeah. So they like, they didn't have the people letting them, they didn't trust them. It felt like to do their creative vision, you know, they had to be there overseeing everything, although they don't even really know what the hell they're doing in the first place. Like yeah, yeah. they're just like, you've got us to produce this product for you. You've given us the leadway and the blueprint of what you kind of want out of it. You like the concepts that we put forward. Let us do our thing, you know, because yeah. it can stifle your creativity and your freedom if you're like, oh shit, I've got to impress that person that are on set today, you know, yeah, like, yeah. or whatever. It's kind of weird to see. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of blown away by that. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I was getting paid to be there. So I was just like, you
1: did it yeah. you, know, <laughs> kind of going, okay, you know, this is okay, If we light. go over time, fine. Yeah. yeah. No, um, but I do have to say that we work with nonprofit organizations. So we're not actually taking away, um, like, Roles from the industry. Okay. Because yeah. their nonprofits don't have the that's cool though, money you're giving to, back to yeah, yeah. To be able to afford a, a promo anyway. Yeah. And because it's students, they can't expect, you know, they've got to have a certain expectation that it might not be perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you're getting something for free. But that's awesome yeah. to give back to the community too. Mm. And um and that's got to be because I'm sure they uh, build relationships from there too and, like, you don't know when you're going to get hired to do, do another gig down the track. So that's probably teaching them a good way to uh, network at the start as well, mm. you know, doing something like that. So, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah. are you doing that? So part-time basically? Just part-time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's cool part-time gig. We actually yeah.
1: do um, trimesters instead mm-hmm. of. Semesters now, mm-hmm. and um, part of this film school is going into intensive mode. So basically, instead of twelve weeks, they've got like four weeks to do something. So the the university is going through a like a change at the yeah. moment. So some of them I work every week, and then in October it's just got to be smashed because that's the intensive block of something else that I teach, which is um, the same thing, but it's for third years and it's like bigger. Um, Better clients, um, bigger production, bigger production values, mm. smaller teams. Because let's face it, when you go out, it's actually probably going to be two people doing the the whole thing. Because you can't afford to have a crew of six. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, So you'll have a director slash producer, mm. and you'll have a camera per- person who does everything, camera and yeah, lights and, lighting, and yeah. sound. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you might have a third person, an editor, but maybe the director edits as well. Yeah. So you've got to learn to ha- to do all that with. Only two people. So Mm. that's what that subject is as well. So it's the same kind of thing.
0: So were they not doing that before? The corporate style? Was it just all um, dramatic, you know, short films and things like that? Oh, no, they've been doing that for. Yeah, they've been doing it, Yeah, yeah.
1: it's actually the, I think, um, the only university that does does that kind of real world corporate yeah. kind
0: of you think kind of it would stuff. be a no-brainer really to be yeah, teaching yeah. people that right and I'm sure it's probably not exactly why they're coming to school to learn how to do film because they mm-hmm. want to know how to do corporate videos but yeah, yeah that's just, like you say it's but your you got, but it's, it's the same it's, as an actor the yeah. TVCs is where you make the money until you're like a big star I know like, it's like it's the only place you make money really
1: when you're in acting school right you go I am never going to do a tvc <laughs> I am yeah. so above a tvc and then you get two years out and it's like just give me a tvc it's 30 grand. Mm. It'll keep me going for the next six months. Please
0: give me a TVC. It's kind of crazy, eh? The money that they actually pay for some of them. I know. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, like that instant scratch it one. I got five and a half grand for a day. I was like, I know what someone who got
1: 30 grand
0: mm. to be the solo man. Solo man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. work
1: it hard to be a solo man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, grand. the soft drink. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Some of them like, if you've got a speaking role and it's like a sub I hear like subway ones, you know, different generally car ads or or alcohol ads and stuff like that, they pay pretty well. Yeah. Cuz I know it's not like out of you know, out of line to be getting paid like fifteen grand, yeah, to do like a subway ad or whatever, or the speaking line or something like that. I'm just like, well, yeah, man, I
1: like know.
0: those ones. That would be awesome. But voiceovers
1: too. Voiceovers is really lucrative mm. if you can get
0: it. They do, yeah. What you find with the voiceovers, they're always using the same people though, too, right? And yeah. especially in Australia as well, you always see a lot of the same actors getting these commercial gigs or on these TV series. Like they're yeah. regurgitating like these same actors. That's all why the we got to
1: make our own films. It
0: is. It is hundred percent. And that's changing. It, mm. it has been forever. Ever changing yeah, especially with a lot more international productions coming like here in Sydney, Melbourne and stuff like that, especially now we're reaping the benefits of that um, I know. at the moment.
1: That's what I was like, that's the one blessing of COVID is like I reckon this is my own personal thing, but we can be the next Hollywood.
0: Yeah. They've been do you sa- know what I
1: mean? Oh, like, I
0: I've- do. I've been saying that for a number of years though now. Yeah. Since I feel like... um Maybe they were getting like, uh, you know, like bef- Pirates of the Caribbean, like, yeah, but yeah. probably before then they were like saying that the next holiday. I mean, but now to a COVID's certain extent. But we're yeah. the
1: safest place Yeah, yeah, to no, film. I know.
0: And there's a lot of great ones coming here. I mean, mm. honestly, the only auditions that I've really been doing lately are for TV commercials or like a bit part in a TV series or a pilot, something like yeah. that, you know, for like my agent, not. I, haven't done do you an eight.
1: still do pilots um, like self-tapes for pilots for overseas? Tell us about that, like the pilot season. Yeah. How does I... that work these days? <sighs>
0: I don't really know if you can still say it's a season though, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. what that used to be the thing you would go to America. Like, you know, when I first started out, you'd hear about this, you know, yeah. I never done it personally, but you would go over there for like a two, three month period or whatever. Maybe it's stretched out to four months or whatever at the start of the year. And mm-hmm. it would be pilot season over there that you'd be getting prepared for and getting sent to all these like auditions all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I feel like, since I've been in the game, like you know, self tapes became a thing, and then yeah. that was slowly happening, and now it's like the only thing almost that you're doing, especially since COVID, yeah, it's yeah. all friggin' self tapes at home. So you got to be, you know, your own filmmaker, producer, you know, yeah, unless yeah. you go to a somewhere else that are doing them, which more and more people but are you've, doing. Yeah, but, um, you've but it's, pay it costs for a lot it, of money. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um and that's something once I set my studio up, which is close, that I'll be, let, you know, people that I'll, I'll, I'll help them out, let them go mm. shoot, you know, do their self-tapes or whatever. I know there's a lot of actors I know that do make a little bit of money doing that. So I guess it's a side hustle, you know, if you're yeah, if yeah. you're nifty, like with a little bit of editing, camera work, lighting, you can help people out a lot with that. And then people probably need it with the coaching, you know, a little bit yeah. of coaching can go so far and like, especially having someone that if you need a reader, you know, someone to actually bounce off that's proper, like does yeah. well, it's, um, that's a huge thing in itself. And that could be the difference between getting the gig and not, you know, as well. So mm. sometimes, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, heavy mediums, you weigh it up, Hey, what's it worth that audition, that role or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you do get the old audition. I can't say I have had a lot for, I've had a few for America. Mm. Um, but mostly they would be American productions that are shooting here. Mm -mm, mm. That's what it mostly is. Like the American productions or the overseas productions that have come here to shoot. And they're always American accent, if you know what I mean. So I get a lot of that. I've had a lot of that, you know, like, uh, say young rock that was here a little while ago, the rocks series, uh, NBC, I think it is Yeah, had a couple auditions, bit parts in that and like, um some of the other ones that have come along the way. Yeah. I've done, done those ones. Um, Like, yeah. So that's more or less. So what did you want to know? Yeah. I've done. I like, just wanted
1: to know if yeah, it's like still a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pilots, and I, I, I do don't know. It. They probably still talk about it in that regard, but I don't really think it, I, I don't know if it is because now with streaming services and everything as well. Now it's not really it's just, just about with, the networks, yeah, which yeah. is the beautiful thing. And it's amazing for people that love watching shows, uh, you know, the, the content creators and the actors yeah. and the filmmakers, you know, it's just cause there's more to do. There's more opportunities now. There's more roles for people. So it's amazing, Yeah, but that's the, ter- that's the turn that becomes so good for us is to mm. try and get work, you know, in, in any regard. Um, but that's what I think was probably changed it is because now that yeah. they shoot all the time and there's new shows being developed all the time and there's incentives to create these new shows too, by, um, you know, self. East Queensland, um, yeah. like, you know, uh, film uh, like SEQ or whatever, it, uh, you know, like they're funding things Screen all Queensland? the time. Screens Queensland. Yeah. Screens Queensland. Yeah. Um. Who are all-
1: awesome, by the way. Like, yeah. I reckon they're like, okay, I live in Queensland, but you know, they have a lot of initiatives and they are really super, super supportive, mm. like, um. They, there's ride initiatives for diversity. They do, um, there's actually something with Netflix and it might be Netflix and Screen Australia, but so that they're trying to reach out to. Broaden, yeah. see the you things know. come through on social yeah.
0: media are, are quite a bit, um, for different things. They definitely, obviously mm-hmm. the diversity thing gets pushed a lot these mm-hmm. days, which is great. Um,
1: I actually got um, what's called um, SQ Hub. So for the last two years um, I've got it actually and
0: it, it's... It emails it through to you when they have... No,
1: no, no, um, it's a it's a residency. So okay. um, 15 filmmakers or gaming, they're um, into games and, and supporting people who do games as well because yeah. they're, they're amazing. Um, so they've called, got, it's called SQ Hub. So um, it's just across the hall from the Screen Queensland Offices and basically you get office space, um, subsidized office space, and you also get mentorship with a business development and all their workshops um, for the year for free. So it's kind of like a yeah, it's a residency. So I've I've, I've had that for two years now. Um, This year I was a virtual resident, so I didn't actually use the office space. Yeah, Um, but I got all the other um, kicks, you know, Um, and that's that's been amazing because you put you kind of put that on a resume go, oh, well, you're kind of the underscreen Queensland's wing. You know, they, yeah. they know who you are and they're looking at what so you're doing. So they're helping
0: you develop content or they're just.
1: Um, so they have a, a business manager yeah. who knows about the the industry, film industry, mm. and they help you. They go, okay, what are your goals? Like are you just wanting to work freelance for someone else or are you wanting to develop your own business? Yeah. As a film production company. And so, because, you know, we're creators, we don't, we don't, haven't been told how to run a business.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the hard thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. So
1: we're all these, and, and me, it's like, I just want to be creative. I don't care about the money, you Mm. know? And then
0: years on you you go,
1: I really need to pay my rent. So maybe I will look at this business model thing, Mm. you know? So, yeah. That's
0: interesting. So, how do you get involved in that?
1: And they just put a call out and you apply for it. You apply
0: for it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: The only way to know about it is you just uh, subscription to their newsletter. Yeah, Same yeah, with Screen yeah. Australia and Screen Queensland. It's like
0: when um, gigs come up for, like, crew opportunities and yeah. stuff. Like, I get a lot of that stuff come through. Um, although I'm a little, like, you know, I respect and I love what they're trying to do, but I'm a little sceptical on some of those things that come through because. Why? Well, because I've talked to a lot of people on crew sets and stuff mm. like that, and I've never really known anyone to get any gigs through those um, those sites and stuff. And I know okay. you apply for them, and I know because I know part of the funding that they get from Queensland or the tax incentive that they get yeah. from bringing their productions here, they have to have a certain amount of people that work here locally, yes. like on their roles, or they have to give them the opportunity to okay. ask them. And I have heard that sometimes. And I'm not saying it's just them because I know mm. there's a lot of other bodies that do this, but like they just put it out there to put it out there and it's basically going to a burn email account and no one's really getting contacted from there.
1: Okay. So I don't know. So this from is just my point speculation, of view. Yeah. Um they there's two things. There's a tax incentive, and which is why Australia and Queensland is looks so good, is because we get this um forty percent rebate. Yeah. So basically we already have forty percent of the budget. When we put our tax in, we get that back. Yeah. So it's a that's producer's payday, basically. Mm. Um, and that's what makes it lucrative. How so that's one thing. Another thing is um if your budget is like say over two hundred grand, right? You have to have an attachment. Yeah. Like it's mandated, there has to be an attachment. So it could be um but it's not acting, it's the film industry. So it could be an editing attachment or a director's attachment or something like that. And it, and then if the budget goes up, then you have to have two attachments or three attachments. So they are legit roles that are legit paid. Yeah. Yeah, and when you put in a, a budget for Screen on a Screen Australia, you have to pay um, the the standard industry rates and that's why it's interesting but that's why budgets that get funding are actually much higher than just an indie budget because you do mates rates right yeah you can't do mates rates when you go for funding yeah so um there are there are roles but the majority of crew is who you know
0: Hmm.
1: yeah so it is goes back to the networking thing so these are some opportunities for other people, but you have to be known. You have to turn up to, like, turn up to workshops, turn up to their, they've got, like, coffee days once yeah, a month. Yeah,
0: see, that's what I was going to say. I have seen those pop up on Facebook. They're always I'm working full-time. It's mostly for so the film industry, yeah.
1: but, you know, there's nothing to stop an actor from going there and, and just saying, oh, I'm just wondering what's, what's out there. Just wanted to introduce myself. Yeah, I see you the know.
0: things pop up on Facebook and people and going there food. and things like that. Yeah. Because- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to go to them. Um, always during the day when I work in full time, so I haven't been able to go yeah. do it. But I'm sure it's a great networking opportunity and to learn how they do it. But um, that's really cool what they're doing. So they're doing. maybe,
1: you know, so the the QSC, which is the Queensland Screen Collective, yeah, which I can't remember if I finished my story about that, but it was born out of COVID. We probably, I reckon, it would be a good idea to have a night where we invite actors. Yeah. Because it's a great way to network, find new actors for our projects and for actors to find to start making relationships with filmmakers. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. I'm on the committee. I can tell them.
0: I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Fantastic. I Done. Do it. <laughs> Well (laughs) But yeah, so that's really cool. And I I like what they said about the hub thing that you're going on Mm. about. That sounds like a really great opportunity for people as well. So that's cool that they're really doing their thing. Mm. Um, Yeah, no, I've just always wondered about those uh, emails that come through, you know, for the crew opportunities. Cause I've applied for a few of them as well myself, but I'm like, why not? If it's something, it might be a chance, then I'll put it through, you know. Um, because I've personally... I,
1: I do know people that have got them, like personal
0: okay. peer colleagues. Cool, cool. So
1: yeah. I would, mm, okay, I don't want to burst your bubble, but, you know, so it would be, I think, this is only my personal opinion, I think it would be someone who is probably an emerging, like it would be someone like me who's... Been out of film school for a couple of years yeah, yeah. and made some stuff, yeah. and um, I would be more likely to get a producer's attachment.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or for a, sure. You know what I mean? Because yeah.
1: that's what my body of work. Yeah, yeah. Says. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: so, and it's totally highly competitive, but somebody's got to get it. And I do know people who have.
0: Yeah. got Yeah. Well, those that's things. good. That's yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. No, I just I talked to a few people, like crews that I've been on, on some of those TVs. Uh, TV series or the film stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know anyone that's um, got them." And I'm like, "Oh well, you know, you got to be in it to win it, so you got to try." But um, yeah, yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting, you know. Like, and I did wonder because I have heard rumblings of different things, you know, about that.
1: It's everybody's everybody's just, got their own Everybody's perspective got an opinion, of, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So no, it's good to ask someone else, you know, and that's an, a little more Me, I
1: prefer to be positive.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure.
1: Like there is a lot of ne- negativity out there saying, oh, the funding agencies, they just hire these. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you know. do hear a lot and, about that, yeah. And it's like, man, just keep your vibes, your bad vibes over here because me, I'm in a good position. I think they do a great job. I've got a good relationship with them. Just... I'm just keeping my good vibes over here,
0: okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, no, I agree. I agree. No, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I was, it's interesting to ask you about that then, yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, you wonder. You wonder. But you do hear a lot of things. And, like, I'm still, yeah, you got to be, like I said, you got to be in it to win it, so you might as well try. Mm. It's not like I'm I still, I'm sceptical, but I'm not sceptical. I'm just curious, you know, how <laughs> it all goes. I'm still I'm still putting my name out there because, yeah. you know. Uh,
1: also, may, they're not going to. Mm, they may depends on your background. I don't know, but you're less likely to get it if it's your first time that there's like, who is this person? I don't. Oh yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah what for I mean? sure. Yeah, yeah. What have they done?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I've done like on that side of things, like because I've tried because I would like to. You know, I'm really trying every. You know, a lot to uh, get out of my nine to five, if you know what I mean, into yeah. the industry or or. Um, like I'm actually playing for like radio gigs and stuff at the moment. Oh, um cool. So that's what I'm sort of going through. I've, Have you got a demo? Uh, well, I've got things from the podcast. Yeah. So that's what I'm sort of running with. But um, yeah, like I've. You
1: need a couple of different reads more than the podcast.
0: Yeah. You need show variety. Reads of what pers- of
1: different stuff of what. Um, like is it for radio announcing specific like a monitor that's what, or an That's what I would like to. With?
0: That's what I would like to get on. Um, yeah, they've got um, oh, what do they call ear checks? Is what they've been asking for. Like it, it, I What's applied. That? That's your body, your little body uh, of work. Okay. Uh, but they don't want much. They only want mm-hmm. a few minutes. They don't want. Yeah. You know they're not going to go through it. But um, like recently, I did something up for um, SCA Hubble. Um, so SCA is like. all the B105 stations, Triple Ah. M, Channel 10, 7. Um, They run like a media conglomerate kind of thing, you know? So, um, which is cool for me. Obviously, I do acting and all this other stuff on the side, so... But I I strategically did it when they asked for like clips of what I did. I put them on, like i reloaded like certain ones on Vimeo just to see if they've watched them, if you know what I mean, on private things. And they haven't. But um, what came up a couple of weeks later was Triple M recently. Now at the moment they're actually wanting radio um, personalities for – all of their cities are asking for, so they're obviously yeah. doing a clean out and <laughs> I'm guessing they're not quite hitting the numbers of certain things, and some yeah. other radio stations are better at the moment, so they're trying to do something different. Um, so they're asking for everyone in all major cities. So yeah, right. I'm currently doing that up and just going to put something in and see see what happens. You know, like you can only you got to be in it to win it. So
1: well, I did um, two radio anchoring courses yeah. in my gap year okay. from.
0: Um, well, you're a good person to talk to right so, now. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I thought, I want to be at a radio now. Was like, I, that was a legitimate thing for me back then. And so I did like a paid course. Yeah. Um, and so they teach you how to do different reads and teach you how to read the news and blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. yeah, And then um, I joined my local like free-to-air, you know, community radio. Yeah,
0: which is where yeah. I've heard you kind of got a, and it. It used to be the way to start, yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, I think I didn't follow that path, even though I did the course and I did really well and I did the advanced course and stuff, is that at that time, and it may be true, I don't know, it's been a long time, but you had to kind of do your time in rural
0: yeah. radio. Yeah, And I yeah. just didn't want to do
1: that. Yeah. Um, so that went by the by. Yeah. But, um th- so, to me, I would say if you wanted to do radio, I would join a local radio station and actually get some hours up so you yeah. you learn how to do the desk even though somebody, you know, if you're a radio jock, you're probably not doing
0: Yeah, that's totally. what I thought, but, but that was the old school way of doing it, right? You, you kind of controlled it and you did a lot of stuff yeah. yourself, yeah.
1: Um, but I think somebody else does the desk while you're doing the That would make sense, thing. yeah. But. Think from their point of view. Somebody who, sorry, straight talking. I'm going to be straight with you I get now. It. No,
0: no, no, no. no. I like straight. No, no. no. I um, get. I think I know what you. Somebody you're who's
1: say. done a podcast, mm. as to somebody who spent time in a radio mm. station and done everything. Yeah. and knows how it all works. And
0: oh, they're um, going to look at them first. Because they have to also
1: yeah. do commercial reads if you yeah. during their yeah. you know on you know sponsorship things. And I had to also learn how to do a live newscast. So report an accident that had happened kind of thing. So it's the full training and like, you'd be great at improv cause you're acting and stuff, yeah. but c- compare that resume to, to someone who's done a podcast, even though you're great at it and you can t- totally tell that you'd be really good. Yeah. Um, and I reckon you'd be hit that demographic of what they'd want, mm. but you just have to make your resume look
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's what I understand, yeah. And that's why I kind of applied for the um, that one that I was saying before because they control, like they actually like do paid, po- you know, they have their um, paid podcasts. They do as well as all their radio yeah, people yeah. basically have podcasts that are through their network and everything as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that's what, you know, like, it, and they obviously want presenters and things like this and all, all these other things. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to send that out there because I know I've got experience in certain fields, you know, that yeah. they could be attracted to them. But
1: Okay, I'll yeah. tell you. So one of the other top three kisses,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He um, so only he will know, but he <laughs> started um, doing street team mm-hmm.
0: for a radio station,
1: mm-hmm. and now he's got some on air stuff. Yep. So he was you know really lively, happy, like really people person, um, and so he did his time with the street team, yep. and then kind of that's what I heard. From that. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, um, and yeah, one of those did come up recently. As well. Yeah. Um, I was very, very close to putting in for that. um, And I thought that would be a good way to get the in. Um, something else came up at the time. So Mm. I sort of went down that road with it, but, um, that was my thought thought process as well. And what I've heard from people as well. Um, that's how they sort of got into it. It's kind Um, of
1: like being a coffee boy, you know, Yeah, (laughs) and then working your way You got to start
0: somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But that's it. But, um, why the opportunities come up to apply, I'm still going to apply for it regardless why Mm. I go through the process of building up my credentials, you know, a bit better for it, but, um,
1: it's kind of like I, I would love to do voiceover work, mm, right? Yeah. So I did a voiceover course like years and years ago, but I never did a demo, mm-hmm. and now I like I can't remember what I learned. So it's something on my to do list that I yeah. would like to do another course, do the demo, and then.
0: Which is a good avenue you know. to go down. And there's a lot of animated, there's more and more animated productions these days yeah, and things I, like that. Which, that's
1: one of my bucket It'd be so lists. cool. To do an animated yeah, character, I would I'd totally awesome. love
0: to do that. Yeah, you see the odd one um, come through, you know, like Star Now and stuff like that yeah, from yeah. international things. But like, I never, there's very few, far between. Um, and animated, I mean, like they made that Bluey show here in Brisbane, and jeez, that's huge now—like huge in America, everywhere, like worldwide. So, cash. I in. know a couple
1: of people in that.
0: A good friend of mine,
1: one of the um, people who does the money kind of thing. Um, When I was starting out and like I still kind of just call them every so often and go, I've got this like budget question, can you, and they help me, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the other thing is um, finding mentors. Yeah. It's not just networking but also finding mentors that can help. Yeah. And um, so WIFT Women in Film and Television have a once a year mentor program where they match up like female um, filmmakers with other female like who are, you know, a step above them kind of thing to help them out. So there's those kind of things that happen as well. So maybe you might like um, the work of some particular person as in the realm that you want to work in. Yeah then they would be a good person to connect with mm. and then over time you go, hey, we, you know, I'd love you to be a mentor like just, you know, if I have a question every three months or something. Do you know what I mean? Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, agree. That's another way to kind of get in.
0: Yeah. I mean my main thing is like I want to keep going with this like and build this up like the podcast. Like I still, I mean.
1: So what, if, what is it the podcast on at the moment? I don't know how it works. Every platform.
0: Yeah. How does it? Uh, so basically, it's on. So we've obviously got the video version on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I feel you know because you like to kind of see and feel the people's relatability yeah, and yeah. see that they're real, you know. But when when you talk for the amount of time that we do, then you kind of you can't really hide being fake. So that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a greater uh, option. But uh so the audio platforms like Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all of them. So basically. Got all the audio gear. The audio gear is number one, really, to get the quality out. You know, yeah. you want at least like eighty five percent. I, in my opinion, to obviously hundred being ideal, but that's yeah. studio circumstance. But you can get it pretty damn on the money with um, if you have a good sound engineer, which I do. Yeah, uh, that tweaks it down the track. But um, basically, you get a hosting platform. Mm-hmm. So mine's worth Podbean. At the moment. Um, So you get whatever you're hosting, you find out which membership or whatever works for you. And so you upload it to there at the moment. And it's forever changing and it probably will change, but iTunes have got a monopoly on the system because they were one of the first ones in. Yeah. Um, so iTunes is now Apple Podcasts. But How do you get on that? Well, So they all run through iTunes and then from iTunes it goes out to the oh, rest of them. What? So they've got a bit of a monopoly on that, but it's forever changing and they are starting to screw it down wow. a little bit so you don't have the reach that you once had before, but yeah, right. that's forever changing. But basically you have your hosting platform, you upload, the audio file there, you do your you have your thumbnails, your write-ups, your links, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then so you upload it to that and then you hit go live and you link up, for example, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them coming on now. Yeah, right. Um Amazon they're all getting one yeah uh, and so then it distributes that out to all the different platforms and then people that want to check it out or have notifications on please yeah. subscribe um, <laughs> they see get, get a notification they see it, it pops up on there and there it goes like so it's kind of going out in a uniform basis once you have it from that hosting platform so that's where you do and then obviously you just upload it to YouTube the video version and you basically yeah. if you want to keep it uniform which you should you yeah. get everything the same and you put it on there on YouTube the same with the links and everything like that. So do you know yeah. how
1: it, how to monetize it? Like it, how many subscribers do you need before the platform? Like how does that work?
0: Well, good question. Um, it's. It's one of those things where so like I know you can monetize through so through the hosting platform they can run ads through your thing if you want to monetize oh, yeah. on that option but you got to pay a lot more to get on that kind of subs- subscription base mm-hmm. um there's that way which uh, you deal with them and then you probably got it. I'm not exactly sure how many views or subscribers you need for their one to work in that regard. Um, then you've got like your own paid advertisements where people are either hitting you up or you go out and talk to them about, a lot of them like Manscaped, you know. I yeah. don't know if you heard of those. Um, yeah, and when it first started out, it was like, you know, like, sex toys and, and flashlights and that they yeah, were like right. sponsoring podcasts. <laughs> but now it's like everything because yeah, it's, right. it's, it's the, it's the media. Podcasts take- are like Well, this is what off. I was getting to. Podcasts are the, the media of the future, like yeah. other than streaming services and everything like that. Yeah. To be honest, radio is a dying art form. It's always going to be there, Trish, your radio, yeah. because for everyone, the oldies that like to click it on and don't have the apps and don't want to deal with all that. Yeah. But yeah. Podcasts take it over. There's no, there's no, uh, hiding it when you've got people that are the main personalities on radio stations have podcasts for a reason. Yeah. Having yeah. their own podcast networks for yeah, a reason yeah. because it's the most popular media. You hit it on at any time, it's pre recorded, it's done, or some of them do it live and it's there ready to go. You I know? listen
1: to it in the car so when I. I'm driving every day and never put on it's the radio. It's taken
0: over all my media now. I barely listen to music. Yeah. Always in the car. At work, if I get away with it, and when I'm in the gym, <laughs> when I'm in the gym, I'm almost yeah. dropping dumbbells on myself because I'm laughing at some of the com- comedy podcasts that I listen yeah, to. Yeah, like, yeah. and people are like, "What are you doing, man? You got the stupid grin on your face." I'm like, yeah. "Oh man, podcast!" Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like think that you're like looking at them laughing or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so you can, yeah, so you approach uh, a lot of CBD companies are huge on podcasts, things like What's that. CBD, um, CBD is amazing, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've got on to and it's really helped me because I'm a hands-on tradesman and um it C B D is like it's from like the marijuana plant but it's oh, psychoactive. Yeah, 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 so yeah. THC is the molecule that's in it that's <gasps> so psychoactive. That. And C B D is the is all the good stuff in the plant basically. Well C B D is an extract off the plant. Yeah. And then there's like oh, there's a few different um chemical compounds that go not really bad chemicals they're just chemical compounds because everything's made up of that obviously there's other things in the plant that are really healthy for you as well but it's just it's like extracted and put into like a capsule a gummy bear or things like that Uh, what does it do basically it it reduces inflammation in the body and Uh. and a little bit of anxiety is what I've found and what they advertise basically so there's different um, strengths of it for example I have some in the cupboard I've got some coming from America because that's where I personally get it from even mm. though you're not really supposed to be able to get it in the country, really, hmm. technically speaking, but you can get it from your doctor. Now you can get medical yeah. marijuana from doctors. I've got friends that have that get weed off off doctors. Like that's a medical marijuana. I know, it was so weird. It's, it's a bit of an innovation, you know. But you can also get CBD like that as well. Yeah, um,
1: I remember when I went to America. Like this wasn't a yeah. thing. This wasn't even invented. Yet, no, not but then. Yeah, I just saw all these green. You know the the plus sign that mm, means first mm. aid kind of thing. And there was always green ones is that all like over FDA the place. FDA
0: approved or something or yeah. like approved by whatever, yeah. And, yeah. It
1: was, and I went, oh, I did not yeah, know, have, but now I know what yeah, the green one ones. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like, um yeah, marijuana stores and stuff yeah. like that over there, which is good because it's like regulated to a certain point. So a lot of like when they grow um like on the side, you know, like whatever, you know, like, whoever does it. Yeah. Um, Like you can spray a lot of chemicals to help them grow and make them do this and that. So then they have like chemicals or pesticides or whatever into the actual wet And then you're inhaling it and stuff like that. And it's not good for you. Yeah. And it can enhance the buzz or whatever you can spray. You can do a whole lot of things with, with it all. Um, and I'm no scientist, I just know a little bit about it, but it's just, you know, and then you can, people can get really sick or whatever from it or what have you, you know. And so if you're getting it that way, at least it's regulated to a certain point. They get their tax off it, they're happy, the government, and you're getting a good product. And there's so I mean, it's a huge industry over there now, and you've got so many athletes and sports stars getting into it, especially with the CBD as well. They all have it. It's like regulated Mm. now. It's just some parts of the world are a little slow to adopt. Mm. Um, I believe now in Australia you can actually get cbd in certain pharmacies which is something that i've heard i don't exactly know which ones because i want to probably look into it now because i get it from america and it costs quite a lot in um packaging and stuff and obviously with the dollar difference but in my humble opinion and what i've experienced for myself it is hugely beneficial um i used to get so I deal a lot with uh, like uh, suspension mechanic and set up wheel arms, things like that. I'm always gripping a spanner day in, day out, really uh hard adjustments that are hard to undo that are seized up. And then I'm putting with all my strength to try and get undone. So I'm squeezing on that spanner all the time. Over the years and years, my hands hurt. My -hmm. hands literally hurt even when I'm not gripping anything. Um, It could be early onset, yeah, what's like overuse or like um, repetitive use can be like a little, maybe arthritis a little bit, you know, anyway, my, my, yeah, my knuckles and my hands started to hurt. Like even when I wasn't at work, it was felt Mm. like I'm gripping the spanner or I have like, sometimes I just lose all strengthen the hand or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. So a couple of years ago, I was sort of getting, having this happen a little bit. I'm like, man, I need to, I knew I needed to get out anyway. I wanted to get out of the industry for other reasons, obviously, but yeah, I knew for my body holding up, it would be good too. I
1: know. It's terrible when you get to that age.
0: Yeah, yeah it is when like, you have to consider it, right?
1: I'm young what? and invisible.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, so <laughs> I started to have that and then I heard about all the CBD. I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I'm only getting a little 25 milligram capsules, mm. um, of just uh, a CBD isolate basically. So it's just CBD. Um, I've had other ones. They have so many different blends. You can get a bath soap, you can get it in cream to oh rub onto you, what? but it really did work for me. Um, so within a few months, I like, as soon as I took the first one after about 10, I did feel like a little bit, huh? You know, like yeah. a little bit of just, just a little bit of that anxiety, just a little bit of relief. I would say, you know, 10% just yeah. off the bot a little bit, but the inflammation in your body. Because I work out a decent mm. amount, you know, and the sore and stiff and whatever else. That reduced a little bit, but my hands fucking went away. Yeah, the soreness in my hands went away. And wow. for and and I don't even know. I couldn't exactly pinpoint it, but it wasn't far in between, like a month or two. You know, it actually reduced that inflammation. I think in my knuckles and my hands. And um, and you could say an argument, play devil's advocate, whether. Is it, are you dependent on that? Like, is it just because it's taken it away? Do you have to keep doing it? Well, I'll say I can, I've had times where I've ran out and it's taken a while because of COVID, it takes an extra amount of time now to get in and get in the country and stuff. And I've recently just had that, which is very frustrating that it got stuck in Germany. Um, okay. I don't even know why it got sent to Germany cause it's never done that before. It was a yeah. stuff up and they're like, Oh, do you want to reimburse the money or we'll send you out and no, I'll just send it out. I'll just wait another six weeks for it to come. So yeah. I've ran out at the moment. So that's an issue. Yeah. So I went to New Zealand and to see my family, I didn't want to take it over there cause you can't really take it, you know? Uh, yeah, and I was yeah. like, Oh, this is going to be interesting is my knuckle is going to start hurting when I'm over there. Okay. So it was all right. Cause I wasn't really working out Yeah. and I wasn't working. Yeah. So recently I've actually ran out because of that shipment not getting here yeah. and it's just slowly started to just little bits. I've started to like, I can just, Yeah. you know, feel it, just my, my hands a little bit. It's not as bad as what it was. It's not, you know, anything yeah. like that. Um I've just felt like when I knew it was on set of slightly something's feeling a bit funny and coming on. So because I'm still working there full time and and training all the time as well, gripping the dumbbells, really hard, things like that. So I'm interested to see how long that's going to last because I've basically ran out now. So I'm screwed
1: experiment, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
0: that's why. And so I keep check of that in my body mm. and mind and I feel like that's something that I, you know, keep in line like with everything in the way that I'm feeling that I try to like, okay, so I can realize what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, you know, yeah, it's yeah. all a learning curve with it. But I think it's pretty amazing, and it's great stuff, and I would recommend it to anyone, which I do because it helped me. So I, I wouldn't recommend it if it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying every time I'm like it's not a fucking magic cure. I think it's going to fix everything straight away. Yeah. But if you keep consistently take, I think it will help you overall. And I tried to help it with my mom because she's got a few injuries and stuff like that as well. But it's yeah. like, oh, it's what it doesn't do what it did it at the start, and I'm like, well, you got to kind of keep doing it, mom. <laughs> like you can't just yeah, yeah. think it's a magical. You know, I'm just like, oh, well. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. But that's a big advertisement. So you, what you when you have a popular podcast, I feel for me, like I don't want to put ads in the face of people because I get frustrated when I listen to my podcast and I fast yep. forward through the ads or whatever. Sometimes oh, yeah, yeah. they do like the comedians, others do they do entertaining and funny, like riffs in between it with what they're trying to advertise, which makes it even better. Yeah. Um, most of the time I fast forward through them though too. Anyway, but um. You can do it that. So once you have a popular podcast and you've got a decent amount of download streams, whatever you want to call it, you know, subscribers you can approach people to do it or people will approach you to put them on. So that's basically how you make kind of money. And what mm. they do with that is they're advertising, like the comedians are advertising their dates and everything. So as they see the revenue, people start getting to know them personally. They yeah. feel like, you know, like attach them a little bit, you know, they like what they're about, they want to go see them. So that's where like the t- the ticket sales, yeah, that's where they right. redeem it, if you know what I mean, as yeah. well as like you're getting paid for certain amount of streams of views or whatever, or you have advertisement. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how you monetize off a podcast. For me. This one is still, I don't want to do that to people. I don't like them too much. I'll do it when I believe in the product. Like I'd have a CBD sponsor, you know, maybe some sort of whiskey sponsor or something, you know, something that I believe in, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, whatever it, that I, I want to advertise. Podcast, That's what you know? I would, would put in there. Yeah. Um, I don't want to bombard people with that yet. I don't feel like it's at a, I'm out a position with this to do that yet. Um, in the near future, maybe who knows, Mm. like with me putting more episodes out, more content. Um, once I got the studio very soon, then I can be able to do that. So maybe soon I'll be in that position. But for me, it's still finding out what it is, this podcast and still attracting people in. And I haven't like gone slammed it in people's face. I put it on social media so people can aware that I'm doing this thing and they, if they want to check it out, they check it out, you know? Um, but I'm not like I'm not a marketing wizard or anything. That's something down the track that I'm going to have to talk to someone that's a bit more educated on that to start getting a bit more. I've been contacted by Facebook actually because I didn't even have a Facebook page yeah, right. and I've recently made it up. I I didn't really want to do go down that road again because <laughs> you know what it's like when you first start an actor. You have an yeah. acting page. You have this and that. You're putting it on your I personal know. goddamn page anyway. You're just double dipping every time by posting I know. What it. same. People do? get sick of it.
1: Like. This is a question for actors, right, because I'm almost at 5,000, right? Yeah. And I think it's at 5,000 that you have to make a public page,
0: right? Or delete people, yeah.
1: How do you get all your people to go to your public page? It's like... so Starting there's Starting again
0: Apparently there's a Little cheat way Of doing that And that's but how just you just converts you, your, you can You uh, can just um, I think when you get To a certain point Or you can just Do it anyways You can actually Just switch that To a business account I think uh, And Cheatingly, everyone that's friends with you is just all of a sudden now one of your followers and then you make another personal account or whatever. But people click onto that pretty quickly, I think, and they're like, oh, what the hell? And you'll probably lose friends pretty quickly. Possibly. I've heard that some, I think I've had a friend that did it that way, which I Mm. didn't know about. Mm. Um, Otherwise, you have that account and you invite people to... Go and yeah, like your page, so right? A lot um, of people to invite. So yeah, that's um basically. But I do it. Yeah, I do understand. I, I have had heard someone of doing that, switching it over somehow, and it just it just changed to a like page, and then they made yeah, another yeah. personal account with their friends and their family, like close by, because it starts to get out of control. As yeah, you can yeah. see, with five thousand on people. But to be honest, the way the algorithms and everything work now, which is the thing, mm-hmm. is that you really don't see much of what you. You know, unless you interact with the people, it doesn't pop up on your feed, yeah, which yeah, pisses yeah. me off, to be honest, because I used to like it when you could scroll down g- and you go going through and you're seeing people that you haven't seen for ages, you know, and you're like, yeah, oh, that's cool, yeah, that's yeah. cool, that's cool, that's cool. And if you're like me and you don't really go on too much anymore, when they change these algorithms was a point where I wasn't really, I took a step back for a little bit, as I spoke about before, just to mm-hmm. get myself right, you know, and inject back into the game. Um, I stopped putting everything out there like I was. And then slowly you like fall out of the algorithms. And now I'm going to see you my mom's stuff exist. or my sister, you know, like and just certain people that you'd re interact with or just yeah. close friends. That's all you're seeing at the top of your feed all the fucking time. And yeah. I, 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 I'm really sick of social media. So I don't really go on too much anymore. And I don't really want to swipe through. Like I'm just seeing the same shit all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the same. And then, and then Instagram has adopted the same thing because I think Facebook, well, owns, Facebook Instagram, owns, owns Instagram yeah. anyway. So so it's the same, same, you know, and I used to enjoy like, oh, okay, that's where my feed started. I go yeah, down yeah. through and like, and I like, cause I want to, you know, give everyone some love, you know, and now yeah. you just see the same thing. I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah. So I don't know who these that's algorithms so work for. And I see a
1: whole lot more ads in my feed. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's whole, the other like, huge thing. Like that's thing. half of well, my Instagram feed. Well, never used to have it. Now they do. Yeah. And, well, they have done for a while and now it's everywhere. And every you're just speaking into your goddamn phone. I bet you now you're going to have podcast stuff probably pop up <laughs> on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what happens. It's crazy. They listen all the time. <laughs> But um, yeah. It's now Facebook is just huge. Yeah,
1: I don't know if people know about it. If you don't, pixel. If you're not in the social media game, but it's literally called a pixel. And what happens is, it's this thing that follows you around. You know, like if you look at um, the latest Panasonic camera, right? Mm. You're just doing a Google because you want to know what the latest one is. You then suddenly see when you're on Facebook ads for from the exact same camera. You go over to YouTube which you didn't even search for that camera on YouTube, but you will see feeds of that particular camera. Yeah, yeah. And it's a way that it follows you around yeah, and yeah, feeds yeah. you what you've been looking for. Yeah. It's
0: so scary. I know, I know. It's crazy. But that's what I mean even in the extent that you're not even searching for it, you're just talking about it with someone and all of a sudden it's listening and then you go on Instagram and it's yeah. it's on there. And yeah. it's, it's happened to me heaps. It happens to everyone. Like people talk about it all the time now. It's Kind of crazy and kind of scary at the really? same time.
1: That they're listening?
0: All the time. It's oh, man. Someone's watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of freaky. It's kind of freaky. But, uh, yeah, so that's basically how you do it. But for, for me, like, the, as I say, I... I like radio. I still want to work. Like, I think it would be a good thing for me. It's just another Avenue. Like mm-hmm. I want to get out of my full-time job and into more creating, which is obviously yeah. what we do as creators. We would love to do that. And there's a lot of avenues you can go down. Um, for me, independent podcasts are the one. Cause that's how a lot of people are doing really well off these things, you know, yeah. um, when they've got a niche, you know, and now yeah. every man and his dog has it. Like I started a bit before it was, it was a thing in Australia. New Zealand stuff, but it wasn't huge when I, it was, it was starting to really come on, but it was yeah. not, still not a lot of people heard it now. Like, you know, like since probably, you know, about a year ago when the pain, it's people, every man and his dog had a pocket. Yeah. There was one, I can't even remember what the numbers are now. We've spoken about it before, but at one point there was like, um, maybe like, 800,000 podcasts or something in the world. And now it's like, what? you know, it's, it's millions now. Like yeah. it's just like every like every third person's got a podcast in America, basically, especially since the pandemic and they had nothing to do. Yeah. Um, but people don't last as I found out. And as, you know, it's a lot of work to do mm-hmm. these and I want to do them a lot more frequently. I will, but then I soon realize that there's a lot of work in, in behind in it between. and making and getting up to a certain quality that you want to keep putting out there as well. And that I think the listeners deserve to see and hear yeah. And so that's that's the thing, you know. And then we just step it up once we um, get things, stri- you know. Once you keep streamlining everything to run a bit smoothly, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just about finding the time to get it done and do it. Yeah,
1: I know you have to be so uber motivated. It's like yeah, it's like a YouTube channel. It's exactly the same thing.
0: Mm, yeah, it is. It's just oh well, it's another media outlet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. And so you can. Uh, people are doing really well off some of the podcasts, you know. It's, yeah. um, but for every person that's doing really well, there's <laughs> like like 10, the acting game. There's, not there's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that aren't, and we'll give up. Basically, mm. it will weed it out eventually. Yeah. And the main thing is, is just you're got starting to stick it. With it. <laughs> use consistency. Consistency yeah, yeah. is all it is. And I will apologize because I'm a week later getting this one out. So no. this one's going to come out no. real fast.
1: But we were in lockdown. Come on. And give that's, yourself
0: a what, break. that's what I said to you. I was, I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to, because I didn't want to do another solo one. So I did the last yeah. episode I did was a solo one. And I really don't normally do I love doing it. I don't mind talking to people for, you know, an hour yeah. or so or whatever. But. You know, this shows about. I'm, I'm having people on to have a conversation about what they're doing. You know, and we we um, have a conversation about everything. You know, we go to and fro, and, that, and yeah, it's yeah. great like that. It's free form, but yeah, I, I had to. You know, I, I want to keep consistent with it, but yeah, we got into lockdown for several weeks in a row, and it was a very strict one this time, and that's mm. why we couldn't have guests on. And I didn't want to do a back to back solo one. I really didn't. So have you thought about a Zoom? Yeah, you know, a Zoom podcast. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like listening to the Zoom podcast because they're disconnected, to be honest. Like, it's just so much better to have a person sitting opposite you right now, locked in with the microphone and headphones, and you're just in the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. How long do you think we've been going for right now?
1: I don't know. I'd probably say over an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, well, you're pretty good then. Yeah, almost two hours.
1: (gasps) Yeah. Oh my God. About I was how thinking, what are we going to talk about? Yeah.
0: And, uh, and see how quickly it yeah, went yeah, through. Yeah. Didn't even have But to
1: we try. had a lot to talk about. It, it's been a few years. Yeah. And but there's <laughs>
0: so many more things that we could keep bringing up. But it's just that's how long you can go for. And that's the best part about you don't come in with a set interview because I feel like interview is just such an archaic way of getting information out of someone and trying to drill them to get this. Or that. Yeah, yeah. Let them free talk and talk about the things that they want to do. And you can see the passion and the realism come through with people. Mm. And that's the best thing about this is the, special thing about it. And you can tell that it's real, you know, you can see it, you can hear it, you can't fake it, but that's the best thing I think about the podcast and about what we're trying to do here. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool. So thanks for coming on, Bobby Lee. No
1: worries. It's been awesome to
0: catch up, but I I will have to, uh, run this back again when your documentary (laughs) is, uh... In the free flow of things and you can actually tell us what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all the best with it, you know. Thank I really you. hope it um comes out there and when you're ready to share, you know, your struggles and everything that's gone on with it. Um I'm I'm really interested to watch it and, and hear about it and wish you all the success with it. Thank you. And everything you're doing.
1: And you too. Thank Good you. Good luck.
0: Until next time. <laughs> right, guys, that's us. We're out. Bye. Woo. Did it. Another episode done and dusted, guys. And I do apologize, this one is a week late. Because of strict lockdowns and everything, COVID uh, in Queensland at the moment, I was forced to push it back a little bit. Now, I almost did one solo for you guys, but I just thought I'd wait and get uh, the guest on, Bobby Lee, today, which she was absolutely amazing, absolute wealth of knowledge we got out of her, and it was really fantastic chat to sit down and and, uh, have this conversation with her. We uh, basically did a podcast after the podcast as well, so uh, she'll definitely be back again. Um, Guys, thanks a lot for listening. I really appreciate it. We're stepping it up. We're getting... We're getting somewhere with the studio organisation. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. We're going to be doing a lot more guests, a lot more episodes to come. But please, guys, please tell your friends about it. You know, anyone in the industry or that you think um, could get something from this, it would be wicked if you could pass it along. You know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, going deep with Dan Good on my own personal account, Dan Triple Underscore Good, or you know, give us a follow, five star review, Apple iTunes podcast, uh, you know, Spotify follow. Just show us some love, guys and we'll show it right back. Until next time, thanks for listening,
1: guys.